apparently you would have uh like we had future or not future soldiers we had like when i was in um a basic training brigade we had the soldiers because we'd have to give them uh hand sanitizer because this is during the h1n1 uh, right. situation so back in right. 09 ish and um we have to give every single soldier a little vial of or it's like they had these special purell actually did a line for soldiers where it looked like a canteen kind of and like you, you know it was like the od green color and everything and mm-hmm. we'd have to issue them to all the new uh initial entry soldiers yeah and yeah they started drinking it because they were like so uh they they missed drinking i guess yeah and, um they were right. withdrawing and so they started chugging hand sanitizer <laughs> and i didn't catch them like i didn't care that wasn't my lane i just gave yeah. it to the battalions and the battalions distributed down the line so come to find out through the drill sergeants that would come and smoke at the smoke shack with us um they were like man we had to kick another kid out today for chugging hand sanitizer and i was like <laughs> you what <laughs> like who, who, they're doing what now yeah and uh yeah and then lo and behold like that became the thing and then we had to like i guess like the the pandemic ended before it became like its own pandemic of like, people you're doing just, it wrong that's not how you use it no you're supposed to pour it into a water bottle and then uh you know take a shit in the the water bottle and then put a balloon <laughs> over it oh yeah 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 and then uh yeah and then yipping or what is it what's it called when you there's like a term <laughs> it's not yipping that's huffing? something else i always call no. it huffing but this no not huffing huffing is like, air they get the can air and then they, oh, you know, yep, they yep. get those yips, you know, where they shiver. <laughs> you know, I remember those days uh, back in, oh, back in my day, back in 2000, 2004. I remember like we were doing it and like there would be a helicopter go over because we do it, doing it in the barracks or whatever. And this yeah. is like in Iraq and we had the heliport right there. Are you saying, are you telling me that you huffed air? I did. I, I did. I like. And I was like an abuser. Like I was, oh, yeah, I was, a, yeah, I was in bad shape when it came to. Uh... It's bad, dude. Man, it really was. Bad drug, like drugs in my day, but I never huffed air. That's it's pretty bad. It's a dude. good time. Now I'll tell you, um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's not like whippets, though, right? It's not the same thing. It's. I don't know. It's never done a whippet. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. You know, whippets. Um, <laughs> the. Uh... I, I never did whippets, right? I assume uh-huh. it's very similar, but yeah, I, I get it actually. The um, so like we would we would huff and like the helicopters would go over, right? <laughs> and you would hear the like you already have that <laughs> yeah, noise, yeah. and then like the helicopters adding to it, it was like surround sound, <laughs> and you'd like yeah. for like thirty seconds is, is all the longer it lasted, and then it would go away and you'd be good to go. Now they've added a chemical uh, to the um, the canned air so that yeah. it just tastes horrible like uh, if you smell canned air now like when you're just spraying and you catch a whiff of it you know it takes me back to the glory days right you know you, you know, <laughs> yep alright yeah. no, uh, but if you smell it like it smells terrible like I can't imagine how it tastes anymore it's been a long time since I've they did, that, they did something similar during prohibition back in the day where people were drinking because uh, you know they couldn't get booze they were just drinking like um, like motor oil or what is it like like machine oil that you use to clean machines they're <laughs> drinking that to get shit housed and so they did this thing where they put like a chemical in it I forget what it was something similar that made it to where if you drank it you died 
so awesome. a bunch of people were drinking it and dying and then like eventually the prohibition ended but that really happened man the government did that and they did speaking it again with air duster shit. yeah exactly we so thought we, speaking thought we of were beyond shit the government <laughs> yeah exactly the so. um no, uh, yeah, and then the Obama administration put that crap in cigarettes, too. Like, you know, we always complain about cigarettes have too many chemicals in them. And then Obama uh, went ahead and added more chemicals. Yeah, thanks, Obama. He added that chemical. Because, you know, you, you used to be able to be like, uh, you know, my Aunt Gussie. I always I always default to my Aunt Gussie because she was like my favorite old, old-timey uh, aunt. And she's my great aunt. And she'd always sit there with her cigarette in her fingers. And the ash would be like this long and she would never shake it she would just continue to smoke and the whole the ash would go all the way down to the to the butt of the cigarette and she would still sit there and she could like wave her hand and she could put her hand she can grab stuff from the counters and there'd be like this three inch long ash off of her cigarette and she <laughs> but that's how she smoked and then she would put it out which it was already out for like a long time you, usually you know, I, I used to know somebody to do the same thing and you'd watch it and just be like it's going wondering if it's gonna fall or like <laughs> like suspense it's like suspense like how do they achieve that remember we used to call smoke into the ash brother the you'd, ash, hold brother. <laughs> you'd hold it up you hold it up so that it never like the ash never fell so you're always holding like a big thing of ash yeah and obama did away with that because then that, like you know if you're not actively puffing on the cigarette it goes out so i mean which is great for people who smoke in bed or whatever just a but whatever other than yeah. that like i there were times you know i'd just be sitting there with a cigarette and next thing i know the cigarette would be out and i was, you know I, I remember a better time right when you could sit there and you, you just sit with it on your chest while you were just soaking in the sun and then you'd look down and you'd have like ash all over your shirt because the whole thing yeah. burnt all the way to the butt yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like oh shit you know and then you light another one i mean that that was those were the glory days of smoking yeah, cigarettes yeah. you know you can't do that anymore like it ain't uh, so what were you, uh, what were you talking? I'm not going to address my outfit yet. I assume people in the oh, chat no. are. I thought um, we, I thought you were going to do your shot. Oh, I will. Care? Well, we normally yeah. do it after we do our 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 opening our remarks, rant, right? Oh, and yeah. then, but I will say uh, welcome uh, to Mr. Decker, uh, Jay Coop, uh, Yakov, Mike, Mike in Manitoba, nice. um, and our guest from last week actually she's back in the chat too oh yeah hey. under the under the uh pseudonym right is that the word uh yeah. us the trees so that harass is... her in the chat if if you want that's her name go ahead and tag her so you can say what you want to say <laughs> um no but uh yeah v go ahead what, what are you thinking about what's on your mind this week well okay I, i'll give you a brief overview this week i've been doing a lot of um well, a lot of watching of porn. I've been watching a lot of porn this week. And so, which, you know, it's not it's not uncommon for me to watch porn, you know. I, I think everybody in our audience knows that I'm a connoisseur, if you will. <laughs> if you will. But I noticed something this week that kind of, like, was off-putting, and I thought it might be something to, like, bring up. And I'm, like, kind of realizing, like, you know, I come from an era where, you know, I watched porn evolve. And, like, and I know this is kind of, like, what but think about like when you were a kid and like you first found like that titty magazine in the field like when you're coming home from school and you you crossed over through a field and it was like this crumpled <laughs> crumpled hustler <laughs> like the like... um yeah the stand by me of pornography <laughs> yeah like, exactly hey, you kids exactly. want to see a porno mag 
yeah, exactly. So like I've seen this evolution of it, right? And I like to I like the term I've heard lately. Um, somebody was calling them um, adult reproductive documentaries. <laughs> you know so what I that like sounds that. like? That sounds like a bunch of uh, um, you know newspeak gobbledygook. Yeah, communist. <laughs> But I was okay. Okay, this is what I let me get to the meat and potatoes here. This is what I was thinking recently as I was watching porn. And like, I like you know, I like high quality, you know, I like good quality. You know, I, I'm I'm I come from the days where it was like 480p and it's like you know, fuzzy and like you know, you had that channel that you'd flip back and forth and you'd see like the fuzzy boob and oh, yeah. you'd keep flipping back. So you go, oh, there's the boob and then flip again so you can see it again and never unfuzz. But like. I noticed something recently about HD porn, and I, I think that I'm, like, turned off by it. Like, like you know, like, sexually and, like, physically, like, turned off by it. Like, I'm like, ugh, I, like, shake my head. And it's that it's, like, too real now. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, I know. <laughs> I can't, like, relate this to people anymore because people probably aren't like me. But there's this 4K porn now, mm. and it's so fucking real. Like, if you have a 4K TV or you can watch 4K and you have surround sound, like, this, and we're going all out here. <laughs> like, if, and I urge you, those of you who are avid fans of adult film, to watch it in 4K with, with the big sound and see how you feel about it afterwards. Because my experience has been that I don't like it. I do not like HD porn. And here's why. It's because it's, like, too real. You know, like, it takes away the fantasy. Like, first off, you, you can see clear as day every single pimple and rash oh, on a girl's no. butt. Like, clear as day. And it's common now. Like, it's not something like, you know, with a 480p, you see, you go, oh, it's just you know, a nice, smooth buttocks. But now, but now, hello, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounded like it cut out. No. But now, you've got this, like, um, what do you call it? Um, pimply butts, and then, like, you can see, like, the scars from, like, boob job scars. And, like, like C-sections and stuff. Yeah, like, clear as day. <laughs> like, clear as day, dude. Like, clear as day. And then, like, like here's something else that I noticed. Like, girls that have, like, boob jobs, and they're, like, kind of, like, over-the-top boob, which I like big fake boobs. I'm I'm a fan, you know? But, like, like I've never noticed this before, but girls that have, fa like, fake boob jobs, like, their nipples get, like, elongated. So they're not round any, like... <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. They're like these horse or vertical oblong like nipples. They're like oval shaped now. Like they're not round anymore. Like huh. you have to kind of like pay attention to notice. But this is like clear as day if you're watching it in 4K. And then what's worse is if you have like like the good you know 4K audio to go with it. Like all the sounds is kind of off putting too. Like I've never been more offended by a queef in my life because it's so audible. Like. <laughs> Like, dude, like, come on, like, come on. And, and it's like, these are things that like, like I'm normally like, I guess during intercourse, I would normally be disgusted by, but here's the thing is I honestly have not had sex with the lights on in probably decades. <laughs> Those are things that I've never really noticed, you know, until like I'm watching it and I go, Whoa, if I saw this and like, like, I don't know, man, a queef, like that's, and oh man. So like, like part of me is imagining you sitting in your, your, I guess your living room. I was going to call it a porn palace, but it's essentially a living room, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with your big 4K TV, and then you've got your surround sound and like the bar in front. And I mean like this flawless system. And you know you've yeah. got you know splattering noises and squishing and everything just coming from all directions to where you're like 
you know, moving. And then you look up, and then you see the the pimpled asshole, and then yeah, you see dude. like the freckles uh, between the butt cheeks, and like, I'm, am I imagining it correctly then? Yeah, no, abs- you're Is absolutely. Is that how it right. goes down in your yeah, apartment? Yeah. How much I mean, time? Like, so forgive me. Um, no, no, okay. I'm, it's been a while since I've like I've, I've given up porn, and I'm not I'm not bashing anybody who still watches porn. Obviously, to each their own. Um, I thought this was America, and um, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm I've given it up. But uh, like from my back in the day when I when I used to uh, peruse porn, mm-hmm. it was like a thirty second thing for me. I'd turn mm-hmm. it on, find the one that I like, boom, bing, bang, done. And then I go yeah. on about my business. But like the way you've got kind of a setup and you've committed this, um, you know, this theater system, like like at Best Buy when you go in <laughs> and you've got like I'm like a film system. buff, you know, I don't like I always tell people I don't watch like porno. <laughs> I watch adult film like I oh, enjoy yeah, yeah. it for the fact that it's like filmed well or there's like you know plot or even like the acting i love all of that like all that stuff to me is like a part of the experience you know and i think like yeah amateur i'm like uh it's kind of like cheesy or whatever but there's some good ones out there and then of course as i've explained before i'm a huge fan of women like i love women all shapes and size well of certain shapes and sizes (laughs) but i mean my point is this is like i'm totally like off put by like my first experience was like this is too much like we're we're getting too real here so like it's not you fantasy anymore. Motion blur? You know, you know, there's that thing like where when you watch movies now on 4K and then you've got the 4K DVD player and the Blu-ray and all that. Well, yeah. I guess 4K is now its own uh, uh, format. But um, when you watch it, does it look almost like a soap opera where you turn off that motion it's so, blur? Yes, dude. It's so fucking okay. clear. It's unbelievable. Like, and now imagine like that type of clarity and then some chick just like tossing a dude's salad. Like that to me is just like the word, like... What am I like? I have I've never been to the point in my life where I thought, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like here I am, and there's just this you know salad tossing going on, and that's like, that's not something I want to see. And I just like shake my head and go, what is this? What is the world coming to? Is this what people get off? On well, it reminds it like, me of that episode of Family Guy when Fox or when Fox switches to 4K, and remember they were talking about the hot uh, anchor, and then as soon as it switches to 4K, it's just like she's hideous, and they. Uh, they end up not watching it anymore or whatever. Yeah, it's awful. You're just like, oh, this is, no. Yeah, I've never been more ashamed. And I've never been ashamed about it, but this is the first time that I was like, what's happening to me, dude? I got to get a girlfriend or something, man. What is going on here? 4K, like, like that's the whole reason for the setup is for that alone. Like, thinking to yourself, like, yeah, finally I can watch porn on a gigantic TV in my living room, <laughs> butt ass naked, so and nobody's how, gonna say. Sh- how much time do you spend watching, like in a given day, uh, adult films? How much time do you watch adult films? Would you say? Just give me an, like a like a number that you feel comfortable with. Going going on to that line, huh? Well, I guess um, I don't know. I I mean, it depends. It's like a hankering. You know, one day I'll just be like, man, I want to watch a lot of porn and I'll just do it all day, <laughs> literally like all day. And, it, you know, like I said, it's like a film thing for me. You know, it's not just like um, I watch porn to jack off. You know, obviously that's a part of it, you know, but I mean, this, this is like a film thing. Like there are some that I watch and I'm like, oh, the lighting is so bad on this one. Like, why would you film it like this? Do you ever you write fi- letters to them? <laughs> I wish I should. I Sometimes I think, man, I would film like an amazing porn and there's like really good porn like there's like companies that they spend the big dollar and they make like 
um, like parody porn or like porn that's like based on movies. And it's like super high, like blockbuster movie quality porno. And like, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I'll agree with you. I'll agree that they're good out there. But then there's some that they're like the low budget kind and they just got the lighting perfectly right. And it's the perfect girl. And I think, man, this whole thing is like, they could be doing it on a budget and still get like, you know, what uh, <laughs> what you're trying to get out of it. I guess to put it simply, I don't just watch porn to jack off, man. <laughs> huh. If that's what it was all about for me, you know, I just buy a hooker, you know. There's a there's a different experience for me, and I I think uh, I think I've made that clear. I respect that. But uh, I yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I think you should. I think you should be writing letters or like <laughs> reviewing. Can you review? Yeah. Like, is there a rev- I mean, well, yeah, I guess you could. Like, get you, on, could... you can get on the sites and be like, and the reviews are like, man, that girl had a sweet ass. <laughs> That's and yeah, all the reviews should be like, hey, the lighting was, I, I think if you would have moved the light over to the whatever. I could totally see the boom mic in the scene. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, be I that guy. Be that guy, yeah, guy. And, and help shape the porn, or the, the porn industry, right? Um, I'd happily, I'd happily, um, I'd happily, uh, make my own you know i'd happily film my own but there's a big there's a big uh do i do i want to be in it or do i want to shoot the actual uh you know the actual movie like which part is it and like i don't know how i'd feel about shooting porn you know like there's part of me that's like i could make a really good i could shoot a really good porn but then there's part of me that's like i don't know how weird that would be standing there shooting two people banging <laughs> like uncomfortable like oh is this awkward but i don't I know think, uh, you would be able I to create pop. i could probably do pop porn that's that's pretty popular you know <laughs> get pop. that vr that vr point uh point of view <laughs> i think if i did anything that's that's the way i'd have to go why not um but can't isn't that part of the again i don't know much about the adult entertainment industry only what i know <laughs> from the movie girl next door um right the uh which is not a porn. It sounds like a porno. Um, yeah. But that's with our boy, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, the, Love that guy. Yeah, like, uh, I can't say... You know what? Let's... Um, to Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, toast to Timothy Oliphant. With his... Uh, have you boys seen... Uh, <laughs> this, boys uh, seen... Uh, <laughs> Jackie Brown? Or I don't, I don't remember. What's um, the CD? Of, uh, like... Uh, <laughs> Britney Spears. <and> yours. <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think uh, that I thought that was part of the whole thing as like the director or the creator of this porn. Um, you kind of like tested the actresses, right? Uh, like, isn't that part of like the casting couch? Are you thing? talking about the casting couch? Yeah. Just in general, like, that's all movies. <laughs> that's all. Right. That's movies in general. Right, but I'm saying like you you do that right as the porn director, like you'd be able to get in there and say, hey. Yeah. There's there. Are porn that is just casting couch porn right where it's like a dude that's like you want to be in porn there's really here's something really funny there is like really funny like outtakes of those type of things where ugly chicks come in to try and get into porn and the dudes just like belittle the shit out of them (laughs) they're like you know you're busted right like you're ugly as shit you're not gonna get in this porn industry like go home do some exercise (laughs) like that's how straightforward they are with these women which is to me hilarious you know not to not to be little women or <laughs> well i mean that's like 90 percent of our show right i guess you're right so but, i do want to yeah. i do want to say something there's been some good comments in the chat uh right. yakov actually he said jank that's the name of the 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 um 
shit and piss cocktail. Right? Jank? That's a real thing? Yeah. Oh, jank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With and, the... and he calls it I... butt hash. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. But disgusting, to be honest. Uh, Mike in Manitoba says he's pretty sure Obama smokes in bed. He absolutely does. <laughs> um, well, his husband. I mean, it's like a courtesy, right? Yeah. Uh, Jessica said, bro, the prohibition was the first time that we as a country invited government control our lives. It's been downhill ever since, which we've seen, uh, you know, currently. That right. whole situation. And then Yakov asked when we're going to get that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg deep fake porn. Um, welcome, King Cracker, Buzz Busby. Uh, who else has joined? Who else has joined that I missed? All right, I think I got every. Oh, Jankum. I'm sorry, Jankum. Um, and then also Gil was uh, masturbating in the shower to our discussion. So <laughs> with that, we can move on to what is the top? Are we are we ready to move on to the top? Yeah, that's the big reveal there. Um, tonight, can Either anyone in the chat guess what we're talking about life, tonight? Yes. I gave yeah. a lot of I gave a lot of hints on the on yes, Twitter. I actually mine was really really like subtle though. My hint was like those. Well, subtle. yeah, yours was uh, wasn't it oh, like. Shoot. A, a blank machine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Napoleon Dynamite um, he's like forget to put the crystals in and then they he shocks his balls <laughs> remember uh, what was it, it was... I could throw a football over the mountains <laughs> <laughs> back in my day man I could throw a football but, and then he chucks the meat and it hits homeboy on the, on the, the best scene ever um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was also like uh, Robin Big. They found that guy who supposedly had a time machine that was like the size of a pack of cigarettes or whatever. This is back in like 2007, 2008. Yeah. And he, he had like this time machine and you had to like spin around on this little thing. And then it was just very complicated. It didn't work, obviously. And but this dude was like so confident that his time machine worked. And, uh, oh, that's the topic for today. Anyway. Yeah, by the um, way, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I'm dressed like Marty yeah, McFly. McFly. So, um, and this is all stuff I just had laying around the house. This was, imagine, like, if I would have actually gone out and bought, the only thing I was missing was the jean jacket. Um, <laughs> remember, when, uh, remember when that movie came out and, like, 10 years after, when every, every time somebody did something stupid, you'd go, hello, McFly. <laughs> It's like the go-to line for making somebody. I still do it to my kids. I still say, "Hello, McFly." (laughs) Um, I wasn't around. I don't. Well, I mean, I think I just came into existence at the time of Back to the Future. I may actually be Marty and uh, Lorraine's kid. Oh, being. (laughs) You weren't even like born. You just like formed from nothing. (laughs) Right. I transcended into the. To the human existence, uh, into the, into this universe, uh, merely, you know, just by luck, by chance. I happen to be wandering by, <laughs> a wormhole opened up, and there I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about time travel. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we could start by. Do you want to? Do you want me to just go through these dimensions real quick? So just as a this because this was like the big takeaway from this yeah. book that I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read this sure. book called Time Travel because you know I'm I'm big into time travel. I like it. I don't think yeah. it's real yet, but um, <laughs> no, I uh, I have reservations. Obviously, I've time travel. I think we've already discussed that like time traveling is possible and that we've done it ourselves. 
you know, when you fly a plane and then you go to a different time zone. Yeah, and that's and that's unfortunate. What's unfortunate was that book that I was reading was it was mostly about like the boring like oh well we already do that you know because technically if you go you know einstein talked about it in his theory of general relativity that in order to time travel all you got to do is fly by a black hole and go almost the speed of light and boom you time traveled Um, which is all like i mean it's not time travel that's time dilation and that's the difference between the two looking into the mirror because the amount of time that light takes to reach your eyes and like process the object like the now has or the then has become the now well, that, so looking in the mirror is time traveling yeah and we are living in a constant state of another time's um, light or sun right because the sun it takes eight minutes for the light from the sun to hit earth so technically the light that we have now is you know from eight minutes ago so technically, if you want to get into the weird, the yeah. boring science stuff about it, like that's the kind of stuff that this book talked mostly the about. Dexter shit. Yeah, the that push nobody wants glasses to and go. Well, actually, you know. <laughs> actually, <laughs> like every what atheist on Twitter. What about that guy? He'd always go, well, not really, though, because if you think about it, <laughs> every time you said something, he'd have to like antagonize it, and it was never like valid. He'd be like, yeah, you know, McDonald's serves such and such food. And he'd go, not really, though, because if you think about it, he'd be like, dude, come on, man. Every just time I say it. something. Gosh, damn. <laughs> just, you, you can't just let me be right once. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the dimensions. Yeah, tell me about these dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, um, so everybody knows, right? There's, you know, 11 of them. Uh, the end. The um, no, the first three that are like accepted, like broadly accepted, are you know the first, second, and third. So you got the x-axis, which is just a line. Then you've got the y-axis, which gives it height. So you've got length and height. And then you've got depth as the third percent per or dimension. So at that point, you have a three D object. But mm-hmm. the problem with that is like. Um, and this is something that was introduced by, and I believe it was H.G. Wells when he created mm-hmm. this whole time machine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was actually the one who coined the term time travel. And, and right. before that, it hadn't existed. And um, he, he said that in order, there'd have to be like a fourth dimension of time, which means, because you could say, yeah, there's something that has length, width, uh, and depth, but if it doesn't exist for any amount of time, then you're not going to see it. So there has to be this fourth dimension, which is time. So even if it's like, uh, and I, I looked it up, the shortest measure of time or like the shortest amount of time is called a uh, Planck, Planck time, which is defined as like 5.39 to the negative uh, 44th power uh, seconds. So it's like this super tiny fraction of a time. And even for it to for it to be visible at any point, it has to exist for some amount of time. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. So that's what when people talk about time being the fourth dimension, that's what they're referring to because it needs to have time in order to be, you know, in existence, no matter how short that time that time is. So, mm-hmm. um, and then I can tell you about the other. I'll real quick burn through the other dimensions because this is something yeah, that we tried do. to talk to talk about before, but I couldn't find it on the fly. I didn't right. want to fuck it up. Uh, so the fifth dimension is a world that's slightly different than ours. A, the sixth dimension is a plane of possible worlds that started uh, with the same initial conditions as us. So basically, like, 
um, you know, exactly what happened to us yeah. happened in this other universe or this other dimension, and we can kind of, you know, look at it or whatever and determine the similarities and differences based on decisions that were made throughout time. Uh, the sixth dimension is, uh, or I'm sorry, um, the seventh dimension is the worlds that started with different initial conditions. And then eight is a plane of possible universes, uh, histories with different initial starting conditions than ours that branch out infinitely. Um, then nine is different laws of physics and initial conditions. This is where I kind of talk about, I think, aliens are not interstellar as much as they are interstellar and interdimensional because if mm -hmm. we understand that the speed of light is the fastest that something can go which is not actually true anymore they found out that um these neutrinos can travel faster than photons which is going to throw uh the physics nerds off a little bit because everything that they've studied over time is is basically being thrown away um so they have different laws of physics if these aliens can transfer to this other dimension where the laws of physics are non-existent or different than ours then they can obviously travel great spans of space or whatever without you know the amount of time that it would take to do so anyways uh, number 10 is every possible and imaginable uh, or everything possible and imaginable is covered and then the 11th dimension is like kind of like deity level because it goes mm. beyond our level of comprehension and imagination so that's those are the 11 dimensions that are uh, recognized right now not necessarily recognized as like real things but that's what the string theory is trying to prove what they're trying to do with it so that's a fun topic that i like to study and um i encourage it in other people what do you what's your take on that uh i, I don't know it's uh, it's, it's kind of like over my head i guess I, I know that i'm in a dimension right Am I in a dimension right now? Third, third, or third dimensional? Well, fourth. Right. We just talked about fourth. It today. Fourth dimensional. I'm in the fourth dimension. You are in the fourth. How do you, I? You're a fourth, a four-dimensional being. Four-dimensional being? I yeah. feel like I should have more dimensions than that. Well, you might. I like, guess we'll find like, out. that's what they're like, trying to prove. Uh, yeah. And that's what it's, they actually. It's kind of, it's kind of like baffling. It's one of those things that's over my. You know, we try to watch those Kurgazazitz videos. <laughs> And like sometimes I'll watch them and I'll go, this is this is over my head. I don't even even the cartoons can't get through to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah. over here going, what in the world are they talking about? And then I'll just shut it off because I go, ah, this doesn't make any sense. If a little me. tweeting bird bouncing around or whatever, like diff yeah. different colors, can't get through to you, then I mean, it's a difficult yeah. topic because I don't even get half of this crap. And I mean, like, and I say half, I really mean like um, most of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's because like I don't get math and that's where they default to at a certain point they're like well let's sh let's talk about the math and then they point out on this board and it's all these formulas and I'm like nope if you can't if you can't show me in like pictures and shit <laughs> well then... it's confusing as shit because there's all these like levels to it and things that you go well aren't aren't I time traveling right now because time's moving forward but then at the same time like like what like isn't time just something we made up to like keep track of our decaying bodies like right. that's the only reason why time exists is it's like just an idea. It's like abstract. It's so that like you can get to work on time. Yeah. <laughs> so on that on you, what? You won't get fired. <laughs> yeah. Imagine trying to explain time without using the definition. Try it. Try it. Uh, let's see. Explain like, it to uh, somebody who doesn't under like you. You encounter somebody who's never under who who has no comprehension or understanding. I try to be like okay, so. 
you know how there's the sun is in the sky <laughs> it's like see how the sun goes down like it, it ends up like gone and then this other the moon comes up this is how we know right that's, that's how we know basically we measure it by, <laughs> we measure it by how we know by what the, the phases of you know I, I don't know like because <laughs> I don't know I guess because we we have um these uh cycles of day and night right i guess i don't know man i'd probably that or i'd go i'd go see how you're getting older and your beard grows <laughs> your beard grows you lose your hair that's like progression forward right but i guess even then that doesn't make sense because, because that's really just like what is that it's decay that's not time that's just decay I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I guess that's why it is so confusing because it's hard to define, which is the same as like anything that's abstract is like, how do you really define it? It's just a construct, man. <laughs> Time is a human there. construct. Yeah, so it really is, it, though. I think It made me realize it when I said, so you can get to work on time. And then you're like, well, what's that? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, what do you mean? <laughs> how do I do that? Yeah. How? Well, you know how when the sun goes down? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. um, so like that time of day, what the what of what? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's really yeah. hard to do. Um, somebody actually, there was a quote, and I don't remember. I'm, I'm gonna butcher the quote, but it was like, if you want me to understand time, I can do that. If you want me to explain it, I can't. You know, like, and that's just kind of how it is, and that's I think what we've taken for granted. Um, <laughs> we've taken for granted what are you a boulder person yeah granted. um the uh I, we've taken that for granted uh that you know we don't know what time is we just recognize it as a thing and we're just and and it was not really agreed upon by anybody and then since then we've had to add all this other crap like well now we also have to keep track of time with a the sundial or like a yeah. watch or whatever you know well, okay like, here's something weird too is like what about like daylight save like we're one of the few countries that do the daylight savings time thing right mm. and it seems to me like how is it possible that we can just go you know what we'll take away an hour like <laughs> we'll just like move an hour like why why are we able to do that is because... that like a dumb question is that a dumb no, question it's not. Or... because not like like you said there are other countries i think and and people in europe can correct me um but i believe they just do it at summer and winter where they're just like hey let's adjust accordingly because of the thing and then um but then also like arizona doesn't do time uh to time change i think they just they don't do daylight savings time so, which makes sense because arizona is not like a, a farming type country um or uh state i'm sorry and they uh like daylight savings time is primarily to accommodate farmers it was the whole point of it because you know farmers have to get up at a certain time and they're the the cycle of the sun and you know the sun going up and coming down that kind of dictates their day and so yeah exactly raw um they uh or osiris i guess depending on who you're talking to um but they no he was the god of life anyways it doesn't matter we're not yondu, talking about maybe, maybe yondu. yondu that was the guy um <laughs> But yeah, it's all for farmers essentially. So like, is that what it is? That's pretty. I much thought it was it so we could be like, you know, today I get to instead of going to work early, I get to sleep in. 
I thought that's what like wasn't it Kennedy that did it? he like initiated it he was like look we're gonna take it take away an hour or give you an hour so that you can sleep in or I think it's I a... never I still don't really get it like I still don't get it. I still don't really like why like how is it even possible to just go you know what let's move time well like, there's is a... that we lost yeah. an hour you ever do the the clock change and they go holy shit everybody does it everybody goes holy shit I lost an hour and then you're all jacked up for like a day because you lost that hour. The um, when I was a volunteer firefighter, I would sometimes, occasionally. By the way, welcome to the chat, uh, Megabit Banshee. If you guys haven't already, hit uh, the thumbs up or the thumbs down to do something or whatever. And um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it. Uh, but when I was a volunteer firefighter, I would go and I would just fill out a form and I would punch in and punch out and whenever it was daylight savings time, if it was one where we um, lost an hour, or I'm sorry, if we um, gained an hour, whatever, where it went back and I would end up working more hours for less pay, because it was like $3 an hour is what I would get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, was, I mean, but, I mean, which is great, because it was a volunteer thing, so I'm like, I didn't expect to be paid anything, but, you know, at the right. same time, when you're out doing stuff, all of a sudden $3 yeah. an hour sucks. But, the, you know, firefighting is the greatest job in the world until there's a fire. And then you're like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Um, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, like I would have to, I would basically work an extra hour for no extra pay. And the other guys were like, oh, that's not a big deal because we'll work on a day where, um, or it'll it'll pay itself back over time. Like balance out, basically. Yeah. I'm like, but not for me. I was like, because I don't necessarily work on that day. Like, maybe I won't come back, but maybe I will because now because I feel cheated. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily apply to me. So, anyways, that's I, I agree with you. I don't. I, I think it's stupid to take away an hour here just to add it on later here. You know, you know yeah. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But whatever. Yeah, as far, I... Once you think about it as, like, from the farming community, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Because, you know, farmers fucking feed us and give us milk and whatnot. Sure. Um, <laughs> they do. <laughs> whatever sure. you needed to do. Yeah, let's fucking... Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I still don't get it. I fucking it confuses the shit out of me. A lot of stuff pertaining to time still confuses the shit out of me. I I don't I definitely don't get like the um like why how is it that we measure time by like moon and sun like who came up with that like who's just like you know what this is how we'll know is because day turns into night but like like Do you think wouldn't it, was it because make because it was more... like the only consistent thing. Like maybe I don't know. Like that, I guess that makes sense. I I don't know. I guess I always think like, why not just measure it based on like, I don't know. Like it's uh, it, it fucks up my head, dude. Because then I start <laughs> thinking about how like, well, is that how I determine how old I am too? Is by like the years, like the amount of cycles of the sun. <laughs> like I'm whatever thirty, yes. my late thirties. I'm in my late thirties <laughs> because the sun tells me so. Like, yeah. How is that? How is that? Fucking well, the alternative is to lop off one of your legs and then count the rings. And oh yeah, that's the other alternative. <laughs> like, but you can only do that twice. So how was that something for trees too? Like who came up with that? Like that's how you can tell how many years they've been around. I don't. I somebody guess. was watching for a long time, watching this one tree for a long time. He's like, cut it <laughs> down, and we'll yeah. see how old this tree was. Because I've been watching it for eighty years, and there better be eighty <laughs> rings in there, and we'll <laughs> judge it based off of that. Do you think, like, um, before they realized that, like, when they were trying to determine what was a consistent uh, measurement of time, was they did, like, um, they were like, well, let's see 
how like every day this bird comes and lands right here on this thing so like that'll be noon and then yeah and then they'll be like what yeah like that's <laughs> that'll what be I'm what saying. like who came up with this like where did it even come from and like why like why do we go like to that like and like who like whoever it was back in the day that was like check this out the sun is like this at this point of time and we're gonna call that noon like you said at this right point of what <laughs> yeah and they go what like what is time like what well, that's what i'm trying or, to tell you interesting what about the sands of time right that thing that you flip over and like the sand goes to the that somehow like measures time right i wonder if they just flipped that over like 12 times and they were like okay it's nighttime now it's night whatever now like and then like here's what's even weirder is like counting time like one second, two second, like how was that? Who decided that a second is a second? Who decided that shit, dude? I don't know. Somebody who was like asking. really good at um, ask Siri, I guess. Uh, it's like fuck. I don't know. The um, no, it was one of the uh, gods of Olympus. No, it was one of the titans of Olympus. It was Kronos. He was the guy. Yeah. That's the guy we got to talk to. But he um, no, I think like somebody was just like uh, you know just like really good at math and they were like well let's just i'm just gonna count out loud you guys just tell me how many times i count and then they're like well there are 24 of those in an hour in a day you know what when they came up with numbers when they came up with numbers they were just like we can use this to measure time too right <laughs> yeah 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 for sure you know, you know. <laughs> well you might as well we just we spent all this this we spend all this time this what <laughs> <laughs> but like here's what's weird about it too like you know how they say that a second is you going one one thousand who came up with that dude like, somebody was good like at who said a second isn't actually just you going one there's like a time of frame there's a time frame that oh, is an actual what? king cracker <laughs> actually has the answer okay let's go in let's the chat to king cracker see um he says that uh <laughs> Grabbing, grasping at straws. Yeah, over here. Uh, the division of the okay, we're over here struggling, trying to figure yeah. out who came up with whatever. The division of the hour into sixty minutes and of a minute into six seconds comes from the Babylonians who use a, a sexagesimal counting Sex in sixties. Yeah, some more. Huh? And then the system for mathematics and astronomy, uh, they derived their number system from the Sumerians who were using it as early as thirty-five hundred BC. So, there's our answer. Nope. <laughs> back then they were the ones that were like all right check this out that, this what? is a second you go one one thousand <laughs> or two mississippi <laughs> two what <laughs> that's how you know it's been a second <laughs> who came up with that shit <laughs> a second like how come a second isn't just you going one <laughs> you know what i mean like well, one second you know because like some people were too fast and some, some people were like one two three four five six, okay it's my birthday you know because they were waiting for their birthday party or Christmas oh, yeah. or something yeah, yeah um but yeah that was and back then they didn't probably have anything else going on they were probably like do you guys want to sit around and count and they're like and do what <laughs> all this, can you imagine like all these things they were trying to invent and they're like looking back were like all these things that we take for granted and they were like hey i'm trying to do this thing you want to help me <laughs> okay well what are you gonna do i'm just gonna say stuff bear with me <laughs> keep track keep track of the like, things that i say You're trying to explain to them and they have no idea either just make a make a little line on the wall for me real quick every time i do a thing okay so that's counting 
All right. <laughs> so he's like, this guy had to like in succession, like in, like invent like a bunch of stuff just so he could tell people. All right, now I'm going to tell you how long a day is. All right, a what? <laughs> you know what? The, the thing. <laughs> a day. No one knows what a day is. And they go. I go, okay, I'm going to count. And they go, what? You're going to do what? <laughs> what is that? When the great is... god of the above us rises in the, in the west or in the east. In the what? <laughs> no, fucking cardinal directions. That way is east. Cardinal what? But no, that's just like a series of things that we can do. We can go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy, he was like just going nuts trying to tell his friends how to stop being stupid and banging rocks together. Um, hey, I'm trying to do something here. Listen. Um, so let's talk about, uh, you know, we didn't really do anything uh, there, but we'll, we'll come around to, I mean, we had fun, and I think that's really what matters. Let's talk about, um, like, time travel movies or documentaries, right? <laughs> let's do that. So V and I are going to do a game. I'm going to let everybody in on it. Okay. And uh, and I'll leave it on me because if I turn it to V, you won't know if if if, it's, if he's laughing or whatever. You just have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the game. All right. Um, we're gonna say we have. Do you have your thing pulled up, V? I got it. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do a thing where we read off this list of time travel movies, and we're gonna try to get each other to laugh when we say them. Okay. And we're gonna alternate between the two. So if you hear V laughing, say say it in the chat. <laughs> Tell on him. Tell on V. Um, do you do you want me to go first with uh, yeah, you go first. Danny Darko? Ferret Day. <laughs> Anna Stellar. Planet of the Chimpanzees. Doctor Strong. Safety not, I don't know. I, I can't think of one for that. Safety not guaranteed. I never heard of that. Oh, is that the one with um, your boy, uh, what's his name? I think it's actually based on the um, the story of that guy who posted a want ad. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember Time, who was in it. Me, He's Time like, bring, bring your weapon with you uh, because safety is not guaranteed. Okay. So, or, oh, yeah. is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Some of these are tough to yeah. like with alternate titles. This this one that you're on right now has like a bigger title. Oh, it it's, does. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> Pooper. What's the best I could do for that one? That's a pretty good one. Pooper <laughs> with the Joe with Joe Gordon Levitt. This one isn't. Um... And Bruce Willis, you know, I watched the Between Two Ferns with uh, Bruce like, Willis last night. Betwixt Two Ferns. Betwixt Two Ferns. Where he just like mean, mean mugs him the whole time. Yeah, he, I was watching he, a bunch of them. Beat his ass. Um, and when he beat uh, what's his name, Justin Bieber, for, with his <laughs> yeah, belt. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. That was great. Uh, there's nothing for this one. Arrival, which isn't even really a, a, like a time travel movie. I don't think. But go ahead. Star. Star Ben Affleck. Is this uh was that a time travel movie? Star The new Star one. Trek was it? Yeah, apparently well the new the new trilogy. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the wrath of the uh, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Um, <laughs> then we got, well, this one's a trilogy. Um, 13 going on 30, 14 going on 31, and 15 going on 32. <laughs> 16 going on 60. <laughs> that would make more sense to me. Yeah. Your turn. And, uh, oh, yes. Uh, uh, this is a tough one, too. Uh, how about Morse code? Morse code, I guess. That's the best I can do. That's all I got. I'll take it. <laughs> um, that one's a pretty... I remember, like... Well, I don't want to spoil it. Problem. Was he time traveling in that? I don't remember. No, I think it was like repeating the same day. Some of these time travel movies, like what I did was I looked up time travel movies and there were a bunch of lists of like um, the top 15 best time travel movies. And some of them I think were probably a little more uh, generous than others. And uh, so like Groundhog Day, or I'm sorry, Faraday. Faraday. <laughs> I, I liked Grandma's Day was the what I was going to use if, if that was my turn. Yeah. Um, X Men: Days of uh, Furniture Past. <laughs> Predestined. Predestined, maybe. Uh, is that the? Is that uh, what, what's her face? Hot ass uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah. I think I so. do like her. Um, her fine ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's like sixty, right? Yeah, she's still. I'd still oh, give her the too. business. Me too. Um. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I was thinking Bill and Ted's Excrement Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that one's better. That's it's... Um, uh, Primer? I, I don't know. I've never heard That's of that That's actually one. a good movie, too. I watched that one. It's, um, it's like a, a little indie film. The final countdown! <laughs> Or if I had dog. gotten one, I would have done the same thing that you just <laughs> did right now. <laughs> oh man, men in black books, men in uh, men in tight, men in black tights. <laughs> Robin Hood, men in black. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think racist, but I couldn't come up with any. <laughs> of course, we would go to a racist place naturally. All right, I think we'll we'll move on from that. Um, All right. But we'll we'll continue to read down the list. Did you want to read down the list <laughs> of but, uh, the yeah the rest of them that I have listed there? Well, the second tier. <laughs> yeah, if you want to read down that one. Uh, Back to the Future One, Back to the Future Two, Back to the Future Three. Who could forget? <laughs> uh, the Terminator One, the Terminator Two, Judgment Day. The Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. The Terminator 4, Salvation. The Terminator 5, Genesis. And that's it for the Terminator movies. <laughs> there were no other ones. There are no other Terminator movies after the last one. It's not being... What about uh, 12 Monkeys and 13 Monkeys and 14 Monkeys? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure everybody else tuned out they're like these assholes you know what and what's terrible is i wrote these jokes the ones with the reading everyone individually and like and they're still so funny to me the star trek ones first contact second contact and then the, the, the first draft of this 
of, of this joke right here, the Star Trek one, was Star Trek First Contact. There's no second contact yeah. for anyone who's not a Star Trek fan. And then it's it was going to be the Star Trek Four, the Voyage Home, then Star Trek Five, the Voyage to Work, and then Star Trek Six, <laughs> the Voyage Back Home Again, <laughs> ad infinitum. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can do this one because this one I'm probably gonna I'd, I'd laugh if I was trying to do it. You got to read through the, the rest of them. The Time Traveler's Wife, <laughs> Hot Tub Time, Hot Tub Time Machine, Dance Club Time. <laughs> <laughs> bathtub time machine the girl who leapt through time the time machine time bandits about time about time is that a movie time after time time crimes spider-man time to go home avengers endgame avengers pregame avengers game changer avengers game of thrones oh man oh that played out like as as funny as i thought it would <laughs> oh, for me, I don't. I hope other people are laughing because yeah, I was I was over here trying to hold it in, hold it together. For you. If I would have read that, I would have lost it because it just says time too many times. <laughs> too many what? <laughs> I what? Uh, all right. So, uh, what um... song? Adventures <laughs> of Wild Swan. <laughs> time after time. <laughs> um. So, what are your thoughts on that, V? <laughs> <laughs> What's your I favorite time a, travel movie? <laughs> favorite time travel movie? Oh, let's see. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Maybe Back to the Future. Probably Back to the Future because th there's like a lot of topics that we can discuss about that one, Maybe like the will. weird stuff, like the weird, <laughs> um, the unaddressed, like uh, Freudian, like banging his mom possibly yeah, the, Oedipus, the Oedipus paradox <laughs> that where like if he had accidentally banged his mom when he saw the picture of himself <laughs> instead of disappearing he has like six fingers well let's talk about that <laughs> let's talk about Back to the Future I would say my favorite from this list is actually the Live, Die, Wash and Repeat The mine is that one because I really like that movie really? Yeah, I. Um, it is a good movie. I uh, back in the day when it was on HBO or Cinemax or whatever it was, we had um, we had those channels, and any time it was on, I'd be flipping through the channels, and my wife would see me flipping, and as soon as I got to HBO and it would show Edge of Tomorrow on, she would look over from the other couch because she knew I was gonna hit okay, and like <laughs> I would wait, I would hover on it. I'm like, oh, I've already watched it twice today. Like, uh, do I need to watch it again? It was that and the Heat. Those were the two that I was always watching. Like at that time. Oh, anyway, that's a good one too. Yeah, like I'm a big fan of. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we just Andrew talked and, about uh, we just talked about Sandra Bullock. Um, yeah, they were really funny in that movie. She's super underutilized. I, I don't know it's off topic, but Mar uh, Melissa McCarthy. You know, I feel bad for her because she's you know fat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel bad for her because she's fat. I just feel bad because she's actually really funny and she's actually like a decent actress, but she's just underutilized because she's typecast. Like she's forever gonna be the funny fat girl like in movies, because she's fat, you know. Yeah. Is that messed up? No, I that? agree, and it's it's unfortunate <clears throat> because women, 
I mean, if you look at it this way, like, look at Chris Farley. He was obviously morbidly obese. John Goodman was another one. I mean, these were, yeah. like, dude actors <clears throat> who were super fat and were playing in roles. Not necessarily Chris Farley. He was always, like, the befuddling, goofy yeah. guy or whatever. But, you know, John Goodman, morbidly obese for, like, a lot of his life. And, yeah. you know, he was always using these serious roles, funny roles, uh, horror. I mean, like, he's been in everything. And yeah, we all respect him as an actor. Yeah. And I don't think Cold anyone... Who? I said Cohen Brothers' favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible salesman, the oh, Walter. The, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, he was just a great actor, but he was super fat. And yeah. um, Melissa McCarthy, I don't know. I Like, have I ever seen her in anything serious? I don't think so. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah. everybody recognizes her as being this super funny fat chick. So she may have, like, been uh, roped into this whole Chris Farley yeah. uh, situation. Or whatever I don't know, but, but that's based off of like, didn't she come from S- SNL? Like that's where she. Did she? I don't know. Not much good comes from SNL these days, to be honest. So no. I wouldn't be surprised. But um, um, so what were we working on? We were with talking the... about, well, we were talking about Back to the Future. That's oh, what, yeah, that's yeah, what this yeah. whole thing is. I guess oh. that's really the main topic, huh? Yeah. Back to the future. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like there's some weird uh, implications in that movie, but, and we've discussed this. This is something that like we've discussed a lot. And I think it's it's cool that we finally get to discuss it on air about like our <laughs> theories about the movie, all the weird theories and things that we go, oh, that couldn't have been right. Like there's okay, here's an interesting one that I was reading. There's a theory that um, that Doc Brown like killed Marty McFly because he created like multiple timelines, and so to like fix the timeline, he had to kill one Marty McFly. <laughs> have you read this? Nuh-uh. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Basically, what it was saying is, like, uh, Marty McFly created, like, a second timeline when he um, uh, got his parents together or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, here's the, th- here's the theory. Um, they, they might, it's as absurd fan theories that they might be true, right? But the one is that, like, okay, Marty McFly actually, it's Back to the Future 2, but Doc, Doc Brown travels in back in time to save him. The theory here goes that Doc accidentally altered the space-time continuum, facilitating an alternate future in which Marty is killed in the tunnel while attempting to kill, steal the sports almanac. Remember that scene when he's on the hoverboard? Learning yeah. of the fateful consequences, Doc gets there just in time to throw Marty a line to save him from colliding with Biff's car. How else would have Doc known to show up at the exact right place and time if not for some future revelation? That's, that's that is kind of weird, but that's not the one I was that I had read. There's there was a different one that like he was actually dead. Okay, here's another one. It says the trilogy is a metaphor for sexual reproduction. So there's very little rhyme or reason as to why Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, who wrote the screenplays, would make a movie that served as a metaphor for reproduction. But many fans have noticed that even if only coincidentally, the entire narrative has much in common with a birth narrative. The flux capacitor looks not entirely unlike a pair of ovaries. It does. And fallo- There's no denying fallopian, that. The fallopian tubes connected to the uterus. The time machine requires that a man or dog enter it in order to begin the process. <laughs> and the events cooked up throughout the course of time travel yield or birth different versions of people in the future. To cap this one off, the process is supervised by Dr. Doc Brown. Huh. That's it is, it is weird, huh? You know what's funny is... Um like rick and morty you can see like there are a lot of parallels between rick and morty and doc and marty right 
Yeah. Did you know yeah, yeah, that, that originally, like, it was those two guys, well, uh, I, I think Justin Rowland or whatever, he originally made a cartoon called Doc and Marty, and it was just like a yeah. super obscene version of Back to the Future, which later right. became Rick and Morty. So, um, I think our argument was what? Like, we had discussed that Biff was actually the good guy, right? Yeah. We were trying a... to make the case for that, because he was trying to prevent... Uh, you know the the Down syndrome child, uh, <laughs> Marty of the, the normal present, right? Um, and I mean we can start. I mean, I'll, that... I'll take it from I'll take it from Joe because yeah, yeah. okay. like, you know he goes back and we all know this. This happens in the movie, right? He goes back to 1955 and he's in a car with his mom, and his mom's like falling all over him trying to hook up right. with him. And like there are some periods throughout the movie like where we don't know what's going on, right? Like we don't necessarily we're not privy to some of that information. Obviously, yeah. there are days where he's back there for a little while. Even he's sleeping in her room in, in his underwear, right? Yeah, his um, underwear. Yeah. So there's really no way of knowing whether or not Marty uh, inadvertently through like blocking his his actual old man Crispin Glover out of the way like if he somehow impregnated his own mother and we just because we don't know what happened after the enchantment under the sea dance right did yeah. she test positive like did she did she test positive positive on a pregnancy test we don't know uh and we don't really know when necessarily like you know marty came like he was what 18 ish around the time of like 1985 so right. there's like it's hard to tell um now maybe he was a little bit older when he came back i don't know again there's like a lot of what ifs here now did marty fuck his own mother and this is part <laughs> of the predestination thing which we can talk yeah. about here in a little bit like did he end up banging his own mother that's why he because marty was a cool guy right like he rode a skateboard yeah. he you know he was making out with the hot ass jennifer and then like you know you think like you look at crispin glover and he's like a total nerd like yeah did a cool guy end up giving birth to a cool guy or did a nerd end up giving birth to a cool guy who's also like partially retarded because but i don't understand that like the logic like here's where i have to keep going i always go what like like if he did like let's assume that he did bang his mother mm -hmm. like wouldn't that create an entirely different person and even if it, it wouldn't be him like that to me is like a paradox right because first of all he only existed because his mom and uh, his dad hooked up but if his his mom didn't hook up with his dad, then he wouldn't exist to impregnate his mom. But if he did impregnate his mom, wouldn't it be a different person that came into existence because it's his, you know, semen? <laughs> well, did we dad. actually see him after? Remember, because he comes back after um, his his like original Marty self like speeds off in the DeLorean, like he shows up at the Twin Pines Mall. So we never really get a good look at Marty. Um, you know what I mean? Like when he comes back, maybe yeah. he's like all a little bit older. Maybe he's a little more messed up. I don't know. But then like that's him again. So it's it's him regardless, no matter what. Even if he was the one who went back in time and banged his mom and was birthed, um, that was him. So no matter what, it's going to be him. And whether it's like, and then it, we create like a time loop, right? Yeah. Where he keeps like coming back as like, somewhat retarded um, <laughs> oh hey so, welcome let's fish already i'm glad you got you can finally show up he's uh he's actually a big fan on the instagram and he's very uh, supportive on the instagram want to put that out there nice. that he's a big supporter 
uh, has been for quite a while. And yes, Jay Coop, we are making the case that Marty is an incest baby. Of, of his himself? Own... Is that what you're saying? Yeah, his, he's his own incest baby. Right. Is that what you're saying? Here? That's what I'm it's saying. It's like he, he impregnated his mom to give birth to himself. Yes. That to me, that's like, to me, that's like some other dimensional shit. It's like, remember we always talk about the one, you know, where Jet Li goes throughout all these different dimensions and then beats his own ass so that he can like, you know, become the one. Like yeah. what would happen if you impregnated your mom? Like before you existed? You like would, that to me is, is like a conundrum. You end up with cerebral palsy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> right? Uh, or no, no, Parkinson's. I'm sorry. Probably he has Parkinson's. Not in good he has Parkinson's. It's Parkinson's. You can laugh at Parkinson's. No, oh, okay. um, it is that's Parkinson's. what it was. That's what I was trying to think of what, what Michael J. Fox I just Fox finally had. got the... I forgot he did, so it's probably happened to him, yeah. I'm telling you. And then, and then, plus, we were talking, too, about... Didn't we talk about... Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. But, like, but that's the whole idea, is that Marty went back, and then Doc has to... He's trying to, like, interfere... Because he knows what happens, right? Like, he knows that Marty is kind of an idiot. Like, just as soon as he sees him, he's like, don't fuck your mom. Like, that's the first thing he tells him. He's like, don't meet up with your old... Or don't meet, don't don't mess up anything. He's like, don't you know, interfere with your it. dad. Isn't it, isn't it kind of weird? Like, why is that never addressed that, like, Marty hangs out with this old guy? <laughs> like, why isn't that kind of weird? Like, It is. But that's, like isn't that kind dude? of the thing that, like, a slow person would do, right? <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Like, gravitates towards him because he's a doctor? Well, yeah, I guess in terms of your case, he is a doctor. Well, <laughs> assume he is. They call him doc. I guess that doesn't make him a doctor. Well, what if he's, but... like, a psychologist, right? And that's like, and this is all just like some kind of fever dream of the retarded yeah. party. Like retarded. Of... <laughs> like, what if this is all just like something? Like, he's he's in like a straitjacket or whatever, and he's you know telling the story to this Doc Brown fellow who's actually whose name is actually Doctor Brown and Brownenstein, and like <laughs> he's like actually like a real like psychologist or whatever, and he's like, tell me more about this time that you went back in time, in time in what? <laughs> and tell yeah. me more about this this. Uh, this thing that you did or whatever marty talk and it's like a retarded marty or whatever who's like absolutely banana shit crazy like in, yeah and, he, and he's just like uh um and he's like this is all just like some kind of dream that marty's having or like this vision or whatever that crazy insane marty mcfly is having anyway that's another possibility but i think yeah. like our argument was what that biff was trying to biff stop it yeah, he was trying to stop it because he knew he's like he, you know, somehow he is also a time cop. Uh, because remember, in the second one, Biff comes back and he tells young Biff, cool Biff, you yeah. know, hey, there's going to be this crazy doctor and a wild-eyed kid who's going to come and try to steal this book. But like, it's after the door closes, right? So you don't hear yeah. what else happens. He's also going to be like. You know, and also he's going to try to fuck Lorraine, and you need to stop that <laughs> because he is the product of that. So don't. He, it's hard happen. to like. Uh, I like. The, I agree with you in theory, but it's hard to like side with Biff because he did try to like rape. <laughs> he did try to like rape her at one point. You oh know? yeah, that's kind of. Did he? Kinda, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was going to rape her. Remember when he was like he Biff comes out and he's like openly racist to that uh, band or whatever. <laughs> Remember? Really? Like, nobody talks about that. He's like, what are you spooks looking at? And then they're like, <laughs> and then you like, like the other black guys come out of the van. They're like, what'd you say? And then like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden he's like, whoa. You know, but like Biff is like openly oh, yeah. racist, a rapist. Like, it's very, very hard to 
defend Biff, but at the same time, like you got to remember, old Biff comes back and tells young Biff, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." And Biff is like a by any means necessary type guy, yeah, he, right? He pulled. He actually pulled the looper where he goes back and kicks his own ass because he <laughs> sees himself as a kid, and then like, you know. It's it's make like a tree and leave. <laughs> you sound like a and damn like, fool when you say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Biff, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I like I like that theory. I think there's more to Back to the Future than, um, you know. I encourage people right now if you haven't, and I know you do because we're in quarantine. If you yeah. <laughs> watch Netflix <laughs> because it's on Netflix right now, and uh, you should watch Back to the Future and try to at least imagine let's do like a hermeneutics experiment here where we like imagine that were the case that marty is the product of his own incestual relationship with his mother can you make that case based on what you see in the back to the future trilogy can you make that case can you help me make that case yeah. i guess is, is he a little way. retarded when you watch you go oh, i guess that was a pretty <laughs> stupid thing to do right. as a person yeah. he's out there sketching he gets in the beginning and he like knows there's this giant speaker and like turns it all the way up like what the fuck like how would you not think that's not a good thing to do you know turn it all the way a gigantic speaker and then of course you know it inevitably sends him flying across which we all enjoyed like there's no doubt about it we all enjoyed that scene and then let's Best. not forget that in back to the future 2 his son his own son with Jennifer's hot uh, contribution to that DNA coupling yeah. and like she's like a smart chick like she's got a good head on her shoulders they still produce this idiot baby who ends <laughs> yeah. up like the not being able to wear a stupid. jacket yeah, and, and, and like uh, you know his shoes are all jacked up like he's clearly he's clearly mentally deficient right yeah and so son, like I, I agree with you there the son is definitely kind of dumb he's clearly kind of stupid <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's how uh, old uh I was going to say Crazy Legs, uh, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good Parkinson's joke. <laughs> well, crazy uh, legs. What do you call it? Harlem Shakes. It took me a minute to realize <laughs> who you were talking about. I was like, Crazy Legs, who? what? And then all of a sudden you said Michael And I realized and that's when I lost. I'm glad I wasn't drinking my alcohol when you said that because that would have been disastrous. Um, the uh, But no, I agree with you. That's um, And that's how you and end you have up a daughter with too. You had a daughter too, right? Didn't they ever show the, the daughter? Movie? I don't remember. In the movie? What about Back to the Future 3, where he actually goes, like, to I'm going to be honest. I don't care much for the third. And the I don't movie? I don't care who... Uh, I'm going to say it out loud right now. I don't. I pretty much acknowledge that it's Back to the Future 1, and then Back to the Future 2, and then that's it. Because I 3, like, I can do I like Mad without. Dog Cannon, though. And I yeah, like that scene cool. when he shoots at... Uh, in the when they're at the dance the, with the ZZ Top and he shoots at uh, Doc Brown and he like goes to pull his coat and his hat goes flying. <laughs> it goes like straight up. Like when you shoot someone's hat off, it goes straight up for some reason. Well, that's like, the, the guy who directed that movie, right? Uh, Robert Zemeckis, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he no, also, wasn't it Spielberg? No, he's was, a producer. But I thought Zemeckis it, uh, nope. just wrote it. He's the director. Um, he also directed uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? So, I mean, you got to like, if you, and it came out around the same, same period ish, like the early nineties, late eighties, that was like the same time. Right. So, I mean, like it was the same sort of like slapsticky type family yeah. comedy type stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of similarities between who framed Roger Rabbit and back to the future. It's a, 
you could see a lot of the the film style actually it's noir it's it's kind of noir i guess you could say the level of key lighting that's my uh film nerd coming out of you. well those are i mean no it's a, it's a good word to know or whatever the um yeah but the, you, you can like if you watch them and you're like if you didn't know any better you could be like man this seems like the same freaking guy what it was yeah. like it was responsible for well these the, you know come to think of it things. there's a scene okay if you watch the scene like comparatively right if you watch the scene when um what's his name uh eddie valiant is riding around in that cartoon taxi car with um Benny. Hot ass, yeah, hot ass, yeah, Benny, and hot ass Jessica Rabbit when they're riding around at night. Compare that scene to the scene when uh, Biff is chasing uh, what's his head with the car in the Back to the Future, and he's got the hoverboard. Yeah, Remember yeah. when he's trying to stuff? Compare yeah, well, those two scenes; they'll look exactly the same. And you know what's funny is the like lighting and everything. Roger Rabbit took place in what? The, was it the twenties? I want to say it was the twenties, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. And then Back to the Future was in the. 50s. So I mean, like, you're talking about a guy. No, it had to be the 50s. You think that, so? uh, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. Uh, now I have Maybe. to Google it. I'm pretty sure Who Framed Roger Rabbit took place in the 50s. Okay. I mean, cool. I'll look. I believe you, but at the same time, like, I if that would make my case even greater because that would be a whole lot easier. You'd be a guy. It's like Stephen King who writes books that all take place in the same period of time, right? Like he's always talking about stuff that he's never talking about, like really modern times. Or times before his time, it's always like uh, the internet. It says 1947 Hollywood. Oh, perfect. Then that so that so, makes yeah, my right, case for right around the, the same time. Yeah. The guy he he uses the same types of vehicles, the same types of yeah. uh, you know everything like every like even the structure. And Robert Zemeckis, he probably grew up in the 1940s, 50s, that time frame. So. Uh, yeah, so that it, like I like I was saying, Stephen King is the same way. He writes stuff from his childhood, like when he's writing about kids in a certain time he can write about that or if he's writing about adults it's more like in the 80s and 70s yeah. or whatever and, uh, he doesn't write about anything pre his birth and he doesn't write anything really modern I mean Cell is something that he wrote that's modern or whatever it's fucking garbage anyways um, like most of his plus, work frankly plus he probably bangs kids <laughs> well we know that <laughs> like, there's, there's no denying that you know what's funny too is um, Stephen King he's, uh, he's obviously very outspoken against Trump and yeah. most of the people that you see who are very outspoken against Trump, if you just look even at a casual glance at some of the, the circles that they're in, like they're mostly pedophiles. And they're like people <laughs> who are afraid that they're going to be outed as these terrible people. And, you know, you, you look at him, for instance, you look at certain politicians, you look at people who are like crooked. And those are the people who just at a glance, you're like, oh, that guy's crooked or that guy's kitty fucker. You know, like those are the guys who are very outspoken. And now that makes me concerned about um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tim and Eric's shows. Like as <laughs> comedians, I think they're very funny. But um, and as content creators, I think they're very funny. But Tim is very very outspoken against trump which it's it's his thing like everyone's entitled to their opinion but at the same time like ease off like let's be funny like i want to see you being funny i don't want to see you the political uh commentator or whatever I i don't come to you for your political commentary right but it makes me wonder what is tim heidecker hiding whereas like eric warheim right he's um and tim heidecker by the way was a huge bush supporter and he was very against Obama, like throughout that, whatever, throughout the previous year, throughout previous years. And then all of a sudden Trump comes along and Tim Heidecker fucking hates him. 
and Eric Warheim, meanwhile, is a very outspoken liberal, but he keeps it to himself because he's like, well, whatever, you know, hey, I, like I'm very pro gay rights, I'm pro this, I'm pro that, like all these liberal talking points. But at the same time, he's not like out there huffing and puffing about the political environment right now, even, which is like the time for people yeah. who are like yeah, yeah. Uh, pro gay rights or whatever. But he's very like cool about it. He's like, hey, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm here to make a show called Beef House and make people laugh or whatever which is cool i respect that even knowing that he's like a very outspoken liberal but that's that's what makes me concerned about eric or uh tim heidecker i'm like i wonder what he's hiding like is he a kitty diddler maybe like and and so that's as soon as you see somebody very outspoken against trump here's a fun game to play look them up just type their name and type conspiracy and find out what well, people think, are saying about them. I think it's interesting, though, like the, the the just because the topic that you raise right now, you know, like I think, and this is again, this is my um, probably unpopular opinion, but I think like kid diddlers, as you call them, kid I diddlers? think they're I think they're pretty easy to spot, to be honest. And I think like in the back of our head, we don't like to judge people like that. But you can see somebody on the street and like instantly go, oh, that person is a weirdo. And like because we've been trained to like not be so judgmental of people, we go, ah, probably not. I'm just probably being judgmental. But I think like and I I like to think that like I'm quick to judge people, but I'm usually like spot on. And like when you see somebody and like your instant like reaction is like this guy is probably banging kids, I'm gonna go ahead and say he's probably banging kids because that's your instinct telling you this kid is banging kids. And like, it's so funny because when you see people like, okay, take for example, like um, people that do, like do you ever think like, why would you choose the profession to like be around kids all the time? Like, you know, like maybe you're this, like you dress up in a, di- a purple dinosaur suit and you're like doing a show with all these little kids. Like, who really wants to be around little kids that much? Like, yeah, like, really, yeah, really. And so, like, you have to kind of consider that. And, like, you know, that was something funny about the guy that played Barney. Like, he ended up being um, not a pedophile, but he was, like, uh, what's it called? Um, An illegal. (laughs) He was, like, an illegal alien. (laughs) Yeah, and they took his green card. He didn't have a green card. And when they found that out, he got, like, deported. Like, dude, like that's Imagine what deporting a dinosaur. <laughs> You're in the wrong time period. You belong in the Cretaceous, sir. That's what happened to uh, Barney. He got deported. But I'm saying, like, that's my point is, like, I think we try not to put stigmas on people. And, you know, I'm always, like, I'm of the mind that, like, we should shame people and constantly put stigmas on people because it'll make us more vigilant. You know, and I'm not saying we should be like the Gestapo and go, you're a faggot, you're going to whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if you have like a suspicion about somebody, like, what's the harm in like putting an ear going, to the ground? Know, and, like... Yeah, putting an ear to the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Just go, look, man, nobody, I think, and I think it's safe to say that nobody in this, in this, uh, podcast or listening to this podcast is okay with kitty diddlers. If you're, <laughs> If you're if you're okay with adults banging children, then probably this podcast isn't for you because we're not okay with that. And if it's something you're not okay with as well, then I think it would it would be easy to say that you probably would do something about that if you knew somebody was doing that. Oh no doubt. You know what's funny so, is you say this, and by the way, to um to the uh, let me say this: I'm I'm getting my I'm I'm applying. I'm not necessarily going to get it. I I doubt that i'll actually get it but i'm applying for my private investors uh, investigators license 
Oh yeah, you're saying. And oh, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be like a big part of it is like going after people who are like more. I'm more interested in like stopping people who are actual criminals. I can give a fuck about like you know whatever bullshit laws that I disagree with necessarily, but like the ones <laughs> that you know like the ones that affect people. You know th- th- that sort of shit. So I, I would love yeah. to be a part of that human trafficking, uh, getting rid of those people, right? And that's that's the sort of thing that I'm into. And um, anyways, uh, to here's to me hopefully getting uh, approved for <laughs> for my private <laughs> investigator's license. So you can become a dick, even though you already are one. Yeah, be a legal dick, <laughs> um, legally a dick. But no, um, you say that, and you say, and, and it's, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually read something today today about a guy. Excuse me, about a guy who, uh, gosh, where was it? <laughs> You all right there, boss? I got the hiccups now. It's that I heard habanero. It by the there way, there was one time where I could hear it come up, so I know. Old, sm- old smoky Tennessee habanero and mango whiskey. No, it's it's the hiccups. They um, you know I like my stuff spicy. Yeah. You know I like my Latin women. Um, the uh, no, there was a guy who was looking for a home, and I don't remember where. I want to say it was Oregon or Washington. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I know some of you guys in the in the chat have shared it, uh, and that's where I saw it. There was a guy who was looking for a house in a neighborhood, and he found he looked up. He was looking to see if there were any sex predators in the area, because that's what you do when you're buying a house. You look to make sure that there's no, especially if you've got little kids. Yeah. Um, you look to make sure there's no sex predators in there, and he found one. And he just was driving by and he saw the dude out there with like a rag and he was wiping his car. <laughs> and by the way, this is all stuff that he wrote in his confession uh, letter, really? which was like a comment to, I guess, like somebody posted that, uh, you know, hey, we're looking for leads in the case of this person's murder or whatever. And he like replied on Facebook. Yeah, it was me. And like he writes out this confession letter and he says, um, arrogant, he says, huh? well, yeah, well, he was like, you know, well, no, not yet. You'll hear when he gets arrogant. Um, he said, I saw this guy out there wiping the uh, the car down with a, a rag, not even like a wet car or, or soap or anything, but he was watching a crowd of kids in his neighborhood. And he <laughs> said, so he drove by and drove by again. He was still doing it. And he knew that the guy had raped like a kid and some other lady had accused him of raping a kid. She had set up a Facebook page about it. And this dude found all this stuff. So he went and he killed the guy. And like it just because he's like no he's like we can't have this type of guy in the world anymore we need to get rid of this type of guy, yeah. And um, so he did he killed him and then he he confessed to it he's like yeah it was me and this is why I did it and he's like I totally would have gotten away with it too if I wouldn't have and confessed to it and I know that the legal system which is all jacked up is going to actually come down harder on me than it will than it did on him who did like however many months in jail. Uh, right. For raping this kid, but I'm willing to take that. You know, I'm willing to risk it all because that guy needed to be dead, and so yeah. like he 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 did. I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. Is it a crime to murder somebody? Yeah. Should you murder somebody? No. But at the same time, like, should pedophiles only serve like two years in prison for, you know? And are those two years going to be really hard on that pedophile? Yeah. And if they survive, you know, <laughs> will they have learned their lesson in jail? Hopefully based on like the amount of ass kickings and rape and stabbings and shankings and everything that they're going to get while they're in jail because 
one thing that criminals hate more than other criminals is pedophiles yeah. and uh, and rival gang members is pedophiles but um, at the same time like do they need to continue to exist are they necessarily rehabilitated probably not and clearly not in this case if this dude was staring at a bunch of kids playing in the neighborhood and yeah. he had like a play place in his backyard like a slide and shit in his backyard with no fence um, it was just like a weird what situation but yeah this yeah, dude that is killing weird. him and uh, so I have a lot of respect for that guy. If you're going to go out and do it, I'm not going to encourage it. But at the same time, I'm not going to condemn somebody for, you know, murdering a pedophile who's still obviously a pedophile. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like, uh, what was it? Um, yeah, that was that, that's kind of my take on the whole thing. Megan Vivanchi said that he thinks Eric Warheim would be more the diddler. He looks like it. But that's they both the thing. look like kid diddlers to me. Like I, that's part of the reason why I've never watched the show is because I always thought they just look like a couple weirdos to me. <laughs> it's like, and you've told me about it before, and I I could never, like their show is called Bedtime Stories. Well, right, like, right, but those are horror. Me, those are like yeah. horror versions of Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. Now here's my defense for the because they are very funny, but they're like and and the way that they're framed in some of the stuff that there is written about them is that they're anti-comedy. So they're like the goofy kind of Tom Green, like a modern Tom Green type comedy where they're just stupid and you laugh because it's like the stuff that we used to do. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, our stuff was like more structured, I think, but like uh, the sort of stuff that we... We're highbrow, bro. <laughs> but our stuff that we used to do, we were yeah, kind yeah. of goofy and stuff. But, yeah. that, but they do like real, like awkward comedy and, and call you can meta you can, or whatever right meta isn't what they say yeah no. i think i think that's it's meta used. <laughs> but they they do that and <laughs> they're both very weird and um they do a lot of like really subtly gay stuff like where they'll See? kiss each okay, other now let's, let's talk about this <laughs> like do you ever watch a tim and eric show and go mm, that was kind of weird creepy gay <laughs> but you kind of just brush it off yeah. Because you don't want to put a stigma on them. Like, right. you've accepted it. And you know what's funny is I'm like the the, the <laughs> vehemently, I'm like the vehemently anti-gay, like like I'm that guy, the, conserv- the ultra-conservative yeah. Bible-thumping guy. Yeah, like, yeah. no. But like at the same time, I'm like, ah, you know, Tim and Eric, they're kissing each other on the lips, whatever. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, you know, and that's what's funny, though. They they do this sort of silly stuff and i think it's funny and i think i don't know that you would necessarily find it all funny because it's it's not highbrow <laughs> it's very very lowbrow um and like that sort of stuff is just like fun for me to just pass the time I i'll guess. say this the moment two dudes kiss each other my te- <laughs> my channel get the channel gets changed bro <laughs> i don't it. watch I don't I'm watch that stuff that. around my kids, but like <laughs> on my own, like I'll laugh, I'll chuckle or whatever. Be like, ah, oh, these knuckleheads or whatever. And like, to be honest, like the only people I'll watch do gay stuff is Tim and Eric, <laughs> and and Roger. Listen to yourself, man. And, no, no, no. I'm defending. I'm defending my choice. And, and Roger from American Dad. Like those are oh, the yeah. only people that I'll allow like gay stuff. Anything other than that, I'm like, come on. You but like. That- of workaholics the lord's force do you remember that one yeah you watched, you watched all over. like when i saw that episode i was so like utterly disgusted i was like guys come on like this is this is what you're doing now like it was so unbelievably gay and i felt so like disgusted because <laughs> that show is so good like it's such a funny show but then they did this like super gay episode but what did like, they do uh-huh. with it they didn't do it like pro gay they did it like 
this is still not the norm. Like, let's <laughs> move. So let's creepy. distance ourselves away from it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, you know what I want to do I, while I'm while we're here, and just for, I'm going to take a second. Since <laughs> this is the first one that Let's Fish already has gotten to uh, participate live in, I want you to be like be as proactive as you can in the chat. And we're going to do our best to include you in the show because we want you, we, we love having you guys. Um, and some of you guys, and I'm not going to say that we don't appreciate the hell out of you guys showing up every single time. We do. Right. But at the same time, let's welcome Let's Fish already into the chat. And anything that you say, I'm going to make sure that we talk about. But I do also want to give credit to Mike in Manitoba. Um, if you're still here, Mike, I assume you are. Uh, my that assignment that you watched the video of i actually got 200 points out of 200 points on it i know you asked about that earlier and the professor was fucking blown away mike in manitoba actually watched this homework assignment that i did for my school for seminary and oh. he commented on it and liked the video and and all sorts of stuff and like it made me look way cooler in front of all the other people who showed up in the nice. in the chat that I shared it to, and I'm sure the professor when he saw it, I went way over time, which I normally do. Uh, but Mike in Manitoba was in there, and he like commented on it, like, "Hey, great topic! Uh, I loved it. I'd love to see the next one. You know, great topic, Tom. I said a prayer for everybody who was affected by because I, I talked about atonement and how." to make right with christ um after a life in the occult was the topic of the the presentation and and mike was in the chat talking about it and he was in the not in the chat but in the comments or whatever and then he liked the video and everything so mike i i want to say that i appreciate it but let's let's fish already uh anything that you say we're going to talk about because you're here we appreciate the hell out of you for coming he said let's not forget about quentin tarantino's kitty foot count picture from a long while back yeah so this dude V, I know you were you, you were laughing a little bit ago about saying uh, maybe we'll break twenty this time, and um, I, I I was gonna say something to you um, that most of our views come from later on because we do have a big overseas audience and they don't get to catch the night show, so mm -hmm. or catch us live. So we do end up averaging, and it's not huge, but again, we still end up with like one hundred and fifty some views typically per episode and we do do well in analytics for keeping people in the in the video or whatever so people who come do watch our show and uh i know let's fish already is one of them and uh, i i did want to encourage you because i know you're like on the verge of like leaving the show because you hate my guts and everything but um <laughs> no but that's 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 one thing that i, I did want to say to you is a lot of our people do come later in the later on and catch the catch the mm -hmm. replay and while yeah. you're here though let's fish already uh you know god bless you for coming and we is do that want to mr tachanka aka a target is that isn't that the same person mr tachanka it yeah. says tom oh, i just okay, changed okay. my oh see this this fucking faker no i after i'm sitting here singing his praises no no that's um he did it's been a little while since he's been on the show because it's, it's been what since at least three four episodes back we had mr tachanka but um mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, maybe, but that's maybe. that's that's my case that I'm making for you know I know you were picking on us for only having 20 people in the chat at a given time and watching the live <laughs> show. Yeah, but we well, we, I was we thinking, do I was all right on the interested replay. Interested the you mentioned the Quentin Tarantino's kitty foot pictures where he was making out with that kid's foot. We talked about that before, but as of recently, I've watched a few Quentin Tarantino movies, and his he definitely has a foot fetish. Like watch those movies because there's always a scene 
where he's shooting some chick's feet. Like, no kidding, no, dude. You like, know what? I saw movie. it too. Pulp Fiction. Remember I was telling you I was watching it the other day? Yeah. And it was Uma Thurman when she's yeah, walking. Yeah, Uma Thurman. Barefoot. And, yep. And then she puts her it's foot like up kind of like at the, the, the fucking... She puts her foot at an angle like this and she's like, all right, let's go. But it's just yeah. the feet. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's a lot. If any one of them with, like, women in it have women's feet in the um, Kill Bill, man, there's a whole scene where they remember Wiggle of the Toe, Wiggle of the Big Toe, where she's there's like they're just shooting her feet the whole time. But at least I'm going to say 60% of his movies have, like, a foot scene in it that's kind of <laughs> like, what, dude? Where you go, why are we looking at this person's feet for so and, long? And like, you a know good five-minute shot. You'll never think of it really i mean you'll think of it like what 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 is the purpose of this scene like maybe yeah. maybe in passing but you'll immediately forget it but now that you know yeah, that quentin tarantino know. has a uh, kitty foot fetish and a foot fetish in general like now you're like mm. <laughs> like now i know why we're looking at uma thurman's oh there's one so in long. uh <laughs> there's one i don't think he did did he direct um what's the dust till dawn he did dust till dawn right did he write it or I think Frankie or no not Frankie uh, Freddie Frank Rodriguez. Miller no the Rodriguez fellow um, oh Robert Rodriguez there you go yeah, I was yeah, thinking of Frankie a, another great from, director huge yeah. fan of Robert Rodriguez um, there's a scene in that movie where Quentin Tarantino has Selma Hayek's foot in his mouth there's like a foot I'm not kidding there's a scene like and you go why did they need the scene and then you go oh yeah because Quentin Tarantino probably wanted Selma Hayek's foot in his mouth now, do you wonder, like, kidding. if he, like, went behind... Like, if if you look at the original script, do you, like, do you think that there's going to be, like, any kind of shooter script? Like, yeah. when you look, is it going to say Quentin Tarantino... Or, you know, uh, fucking the Gecko Brother. I forget what his name there's is. There's, like, an asterisk. Yeah, where it's, like, he takes thing. his foot in his mouth or whatever. Or do you think that's <laughs> something where he's, like, hey, man, can you... Do you think you could have Selma Hayek put her fucking foot in my mouth? You know, do you Great think it's something Tarantino like that? Impression, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. But do you think it's something like that where he's like, "Hey, uh, Robert, do you think do you think you could put his, her foot <laughs> in my mouth?" You know, do you think it's something like that, or do you think it's something that was in the original script where the writer the intent was like? Well, if he did, if he didn't point, script it, if I I bet that he's the ones that he scripts, he definitely puts that in intentionally. But I bet you in movies where he like like that one, like Dust Till Dawn, I bet that was the one where he sat down with Robert and was like, "Look, dude." What do I gotta do to get some eyes foot in my mouth? <laughs> oh, doesn't he like do the same? Th well, he's also oh, you know what? Dusk till dawn. Remember, he's trying to fuck the kid. Remember in the movie, like his his character is trying to fuck the kid. Remember? Really? In the RV, I haven't seen that when, movie in a long time. No, the only listen, thing I really remember, remember about part. that movie was Cheech when he does the the pussy sales. He's like cold pussy, hot <laughs> pussy. Remember? He plays like three different characters in that movie. No, the um, because he plays the border agent too. Um, but oh, remember, yeah. remember, he's in the RV in the bathroom oh, with homegirl, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's trying to fuck the girl. And he's in the hotel, and she's like talking to him, and she's like, "Hey, uh, I want to. I totally want to fuck you. I, I forget their names. I know they're the Gecko <laughs> Brothers, but like, I totally want to fuck you." And he's like, "Do what?" And he's like, and "He's like really like into this fantasy of fucking this teenager. Remember, right. like, and, and that's know, like right. a." That's another call to uh, Quentin Tarantino actually being a pedophile. And, uh, you know, he's very big into the Black Lives Matter movement. Remember, he was like uh, everything that was anti-conservative, no matter what it was, even if it was the Black Lives Matter movement, which was the Russian uh, yeah, conspiracy. Like the, yeah, like that was that 
Black Lives Matter was the Russian uh, influence in the 2016 election. And a lot of people don't want to admit that, but that's what it was. And you can look at it. You can look at the data that came. Yeah, from there's Robert documents Mueller, that you whatever. can read on that one. But, that is a true thing. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, he was part of that. So, I mean, like, again, you look at, like, the people who are vehemently against uh, Donald Trump and things that Donald Trump was trying to do and the anti-corruption and the draining of the swamp and, the, you know, all the stuff that we want yeah, yeah. that maybe or maybe not Donald Trump is doing. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and have that argument. Because uh, I think there's a fair amount of swamp that Donald Trump is including in this administration, and I'll admit that on on air or whatever for anybody who wants to, you know, attack me for it. Um, but at the same time, like all the stuff that he stood for that we wanted, that we voted for him to do, was all the stuff that all these like anti Donald Trump people are, you know, f- fighting against. They're like, no, we can't have Donald Trump because he's going to fucking out us as pedophiles you know <laughs> like that's the sort of stuff that uh that, that's the sort of stuff that rings in my head again and and a lot of people want to attack me for being a donald trump supporter yeah, which again there's a lot of reasons why i want to why i'm a donald trump supporter and why i will vote for him again in 2020 especially now <laughs> that we have like joe biden against him which yeah is hilarious sleepy joe but hey hey jay coop said who wouldn't lick salma Hayek's foot oh that, i would that, in a second that brings that okay i gotta i gotta Go address that because um I've been thinking about something lately, and, like, I mean, doesn't that seem a little unsanitary to you? <laughs> like, licking a person's feet, like, okay, I mean, yeah, I guess you could wash it or whatever, but... And then here's another thing. There are these people out there that they do this thing, at, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called rim job, mm-hmm. where they lick each other's buttholes. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, I like I was considering this, I thought, that seems a little unsanitary, too, actually. You know like, I mean, I know, like, I'm the baby wipes and cleaning your butthole and all that. I'm not going to talk like, about my personal life or whatever. Articles? But I will say that uh, a rim job is something that you do with somebody that you are very comfortable with and that you are that you trust and who properly uh, exercises hygienic or who has proper hygiene um etiquette exercises yeah. that they that they do beforehand i would with say someone that goes over the top with of hygiene yeah like who well, I mean, how many i mean no I how many people it. do you know like don't just wipe their ass they like have a ton of baby wipes and they really get in there to make sure it's just like squeaky clean butthole which even then like there's still particles in there like you're licking a butthole and like there's the chance i mean the fact of the matter is is if you lick a butthole you've got poop in your mouth no matter yeah. how you look at it. No matter how you look you know at what, it. V? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, um, like I said, it's, it's a very intimate act. It's one that you do with somebody that you trust. It's not somebody who, and Dane Cook did a bit on this. And when we were in Iraq, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you went to that show, but Dane Cook, when he was there at Spiker, um, he did Dane a bit. Dane Cook was at Spiker? He was. That. Yeah, he was. He And I actually went, and I was very... Um, I recorded it. I wonder if I still have that recording. Anyways, um, I recorded it without express written permission from the Dane Cook. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he did a bit where he said, um, if a chick goes on a run, he's like, I think eating somebody's ass, and this is back at like the peak, or I'm, or I'm sorry, at the beginning, like the, the ground level of ass eating, because now yeah. you hear about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is that like ground level ass eating trend. All right, 2008, 2009. Um, he talked about, he's like, I think it's something that you do with somebody that you're specifically with 
and not something that you do with somebody that you just met necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, it's not something I'll do if my girlfriend goes for a three mile run and then comes back and is like, hey, all right. And she lifts up her skirt and expects you to eat her ass. This is not something that you do in that circumstance. He's like, this is something that you clean up for, that you prepare for. Some people even encourage the art or the act of um, uh, like an enema, perhaps beforehand, mm-hmm. some some mm-hmm. real cleanliness or whatever beforehand. Now, uh, if you're doing it like right after someone takes a shit, I think there's a problem with that. If you're doing <laughs> it to a guy who has, and and I'll admit this right now on the air, I have a lot of ass hair. I'm a very like when I hit puberty, yeah. boom, yeah. ass hair. That was like the first thing before I got a beard. If you see my beard now, imagine that on my ass. That's pretty much <laughs> what I'm working with. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily like the time to do it. But if you've got a woman who by biologically does not necessarily grow hair down there, or perhaps cleans that area up very well. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think if you specifically love somebody enough and you're intimate and you're specific to that person, I think that's something that you absolutely should do as a sign of like, um, I think that's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think that's more of a, intimate? a, 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 syst- a an, an example of commitment than per se a, a wedding ring. Because I think a wedding ring oftentimes just is like symbolic of like that's oh, quite the argument for ass eating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to defend the ass eaters of the audience. All right, because I know they're <laughs> out there, and um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that's a, a position that you have to when you realize. And I've had this discussion before, uh, and I'm not going to say with who. It's fucking this with my wife. Um, but I've had this discussion before where I'm like, that to me is more of a symbol of intimacy than a wedding ring. Like I said, it's more of a symbol of intimacy than because if you look at guys who, you know, they're with a woman and she blows. And this is my opinion. Don't take this as anything concrete or anything. Um, if a woman blows a guy, a lot of women see that as just like a hand job or they see that as like a handshake it's nothing you know like it's just a blow job but i to me a blow job is a more of an intimate act than sex itself because you're basically taking or if you're a guy and you're going down on your uh, on a woman or whatever i think that's more of an intimate act than sex itself because sex itself is like you have it's no different than say like your finger and somebody's ear really Mm -hmm. and unless it's like there's something behind it right but if you're using your mouth, which is like your primary source of existence, right? You need to eat and, and drink in order to uh, continue to live. And you're willing to put that on somebody's private parts, uh, whatever, whether it be a penis or a vagina. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of an intimate act than putting your finger in somebody's ear or putting your penis in somebody's vagina or asshole for that instant for that matter <laughs> you know i i think that that's because there's no connection i mean there is a connection there if you're in love or if there's like some it's just it's merely a physical act uh whereas putting your mouth on somebody's genitals that's like you're taking their whatever like the most germ populated area of their yeah. body yeah 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 that's my mouth. point right so yeah. that's an act of trust and intimacy as far as i'm concerned so any chick well, I, who I can't argue about... that i can't argue that I, I agree with you i think you're right i think it is an act of um trust i i uh i don't think that your argument will sway me though i still won't get down there and lick someone's butthole it's just not something i'm into 
I, I also, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not really a big fan of going down on chick. I'll do it, you know, because I know, like, they like that, I guess. But I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it. And, like, then there's, there's the other thing is I don't really like the way it looks. I don't want to look at it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I really I don't it. want to look at I'm not a fan. And that's, like, again, uh, that's a part of what I'm talking about. It's an act of intimacy because if you don't like it, nobody likes going down on a girl, right? Yeah, because it's, no, it's a so. chore. And you it's don't get lot anything from it yeah, because it's, it's an act that you're doing for them out of love yeah. or out of, yeah. you know, whatever. You want to do something for them. Yeah. So it's a selfless act of, you know, giving. And yeah. so that's why it's a more of an intimate act. Whereas, And, and the same is true of women. Uh, I don't think any woman actually likes blowing a guy. They'll do it for – and that's the thing with women is they'll do sex acts to get something. Whereas, you know, a guy will do sex acts. It's a barter. It's a barter. It's a tool that they use to get what they want. Um, Whereas guys, we see it as like, I'm not going to give this up unless I actually care about this chick. Because you won't go, you won't bring a chick home from a bar and go down on them. Not in a million years would you do that. For a number of reasons. But a chick will take a guy into the bathroom at the bar and blow a guy for drinks. Right? So yeah. it's a bartering tool, but for a guy, it's an act of intimacy. So that's my yeah. argument for going down. It's something that you don't necessarily do. You don't eat a chick's ass just because, you know, just for something to do. You do it as a sign of, as a token of um, intimacy or appreciation yeah. for that person. It's certainly not right. something you do just whatever. And I think one so day, like- V, I hope that you do. I do. I do this every night. I pray that one day you will. I do. And not necessarily for this specifically, but I pray that you'll find the person that, you know, will make you whole and that will make that you will find uh, that you'll connect with and that will um, bear your children, perhaps. Uh, But somebody that will make you happy. I do. I pray for that often. And uh, just because I want that for you, I want you to feel that connection with another uh, human being. And uh, I hope that one day you do find that uh, the woman, and one day you'll be you'll be about to go down on this girl on her ass, and you'll go, man, Tom was right. I am like <laughs> I am willing to go down on. I am willing to eat this girl's ass because I love her, and that's and for no other reason than that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my point that I want to make. Uh, let's talk about real quick because we're running out of time. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of these paradoxes real quick, V. Oh, okay. uh, did you want to read I forgot the first we were one? To be talking about time yeah. travel. Well, you know what? I, I let it. I let it slide because I wanted to fight you on that topic. The and, ass eating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to push that because there's a lot of people out there who are uncomfortable with the topic, and I highly encourage uh, if you love somebody, eat their ass. Uh, because and, I, and that's this a shirt is for the right guys, there, right? And this is, for, this is mostly for the guys because I would never encourage a woman to eat a guy's ass, especially unless they shave, which is typically for the gay community. Which, if you're a gay guy, I encourage you to eat your lover's ass. Uh, but anyways, as long as he shaves, but it's very difficult to eat a guy's ass. I imagine with all that <laughs> hair down there, it's um. If you love someone, eat their ass. Yeah, and, and I'll put that on. I'll put that on a sticker. It's definitely you, a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But did you want to read the first one, the time travel paradoxes, particularly sure. uh, the predestination yeah. paradox? The predestination paradox, uh, 12 monkeys, true crimes, time crimes, sorry, the time traveler's wife. Predest- Actually, I saw the time traveler's wife. I remember that one. That's the one where he, like, he goes and wins the lottery for her and then, like, comes back and he dies, but he's still, like, traveling back to see her. It's, like, really sad. All right, a predestination paradox occurs when the actions of a person traveling back in time becomes part of the past 
part of past events and may ultimately cause the in the event he is trying to pre prevent to take place. Hmm, that's interesting. This results in a temporal casualty loop in which event one in the past influences the event two in the future, time travel to the past, which then causes event one to occur. With this circular loop of events ensuring that history is not altered by the time traveler and that any attempts to stop something from happening in the past will simply lead to the cause itself instead of stopping it. This paradox suggests that things are always destined to turn out the same way and that whatever has happened must happen. That's that's interesting. That's an interesting like kind of idea. Like that that's kind of like fate, right? Like there's no fucking like there's no way that you can change time because right. things are meant to take place. That's right. interesting. I like that. You know what I um that's one of my big things. Now I've read um the 112263 uh, the Stephen oh, King Oh, how do we not mention that? How do we not? That's a great time travel TV show too. Right. Book um, show. But it's a TV I think that's the problem is it's like a mini series and like people oh, yeah. have a hard time focusing for longer than an, like an hour and a half. So like I, I don't include any TV shows. Now that's one of the book is this is one of the rare cases where I will sing Stephen King's praises. Um which I think is why, like, I think he's not really a horror writer as he is, like, just whatever writer. Um, I don't yeah. care much for his horror stuff. Uh, and I'm a big horror guy. And uh, I'm a big horror, horror guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> horror. <laughs> guy. Uh, but I think his, I think 112263 is absolutely worth a read. It's a thick book. I mean, you got to read yeah. forever. Um, but that's a great example of I don't want because it's not I don't want to spoil anything but it's not really predestination but it introduces this interesting thing and this is something that H.G. Wells H.G. Uh, Wells we talked about it a little bit invented time travel with his book The Time Machine right. and everybody has had to abide by H.G. Wells's rules uh, or they had to explain them right or explain mm -hmm. why they deviated from these rules now, in um, 11.22.63, they introduce this new thing where time pushes back, where time tries to yeah. stop you yeah, yeah, yeah. from Such doing Such a great things. idea. And I think that's what would happen. In time travel, I think there would be... I think you'd be faced with difficulties, not necessarily obvious ones. Like, for instance, in... 11 63 there are like periods where like people try to hit him with a car like in the sh if you watch the show uh i know somebody like tries to plow into the telephone that he's talking on the phone with somebody and he tries to do something else and like something very obvious happens but in the book there are things like a tree falls down in the road where he's trying to get to a place so he can prevent something from happening and he's able to like move the tree and get there in time but it's like just subtle stuff like that to try to stop him i think time and the more the closer you get to major events that will in a in a drastic way affect the future i think that's the harder time will push back and i think that's i i refer to it as the universe pushing back because i think like the universe is in a way of itself and this is without getting into a theoretical or a theological discussion uh, i think that time itself is a thing so i think time does have a stake in what you do so the universe as it were with or without gods or your gods uh, approval or 
divine intervention. I think the universe has a way of interacting with you in a way that would stop you from doing certain things or preventing certain things. And the book does a great job of explaining this. And the book is a great, and I hate to recommend a Stephen King book, but 11, if there's any book of his that I really liked, it was 112263. And they do, they like I said, they do a great job of making this argument that the universe pushes back uh, and keeps you from doing certain things. And I think that's what this predestination thing does. Um, is it makes you do the thing that you're trying to prevent or where you end up, it's going to happen regardless of whether or not you interfere, even if it means that you're the one that does it. So, uh, and I think one of the things that was in that article was that like someone goes back in time to stop somebody from T-boning their wife in a, in a car accident and they mm -hmm. themselves end up being the person who T-bones their wife. Like, that's the sort of thing that I think would happen in those cases. Like, you're a person. You're, like, a speck. A teeny tiny speck in this barrel full of water. You're, like, but a drop in this barrel. Like, what good are you going to do to influence any kind of change in this barrel of water? So how dare you think that you can stand up to the universe? That's kind of my opinion on it in, in, in this respect. I think that mm -hmm. there are alternate paradoxes that I also believe in that you can kind of fight against. But I think you need to recognize, and this is to quote Dave Outlandish, like you need to recognize that you're nothing. Like you're basically nothing. You're just a person. Like, And the universe is this infinitesimal thing. And you're trying to go against this infinitesimal thing as a human being. You're nothing. <laughs> you know, like, how dare you try? But I think that's what... I, I'm like, to. oh, man, I, I gotta... I'm not with you on this one. Okay, please. <laughs> please, I, please and please, and please, it's please. only because, like, I hate the idea that everything is predestined. I hate that idea that, like, there's no controlling anything that, like, I can do whatever I want and nothing is going to happen the way I want it to because all these events are already planned. And I, and I like, I don't like to think that I'm nothing. I don't like to think that. I like to think that I'm like the most important person in the universe. <laughs> That's really how I like to think because first of all, it doesn't make me feel like a piece of shit. Like if I'm constantly going, I'm nothing all the time, like, well, how is that going to put my mentality? I already have a horrible mentality as it is just going forward. But if I sat there and went, oh, I can't change anything and I can't, you know, I, I'm nothing, then, like, where, where does that put me? Like, it's kind of, like, close to suicide, basically, you know? And so I think um, I think the arguments are there. Like, it's hard to, like, refute some of the things, and, like, it's hard to not go, well, who really knows, you know? Like, time, like, fuck, dude, like, does time even exist? And, like, there's that question that, like, does the past even exist anymore? Like, how could we travel to the past, you know, if there's no part of that on this line or whatever we call it the um what's that term come on you know the term it's um what is the term for the line that it is time not the timeline space time continuum the... the space time continuum whatever that there's this the thing where they say that it just doesn't exist anymore there's like a theory that says the past does not exist anymore so you can't go there ever again which to me that kind of makes sense just based on like you know, I'm not a smart man <laughs> and I use what limited logic I have. I go, well, that makes sense. Like, how am I going to go back? How? Like, the, like even logically, it seems impossible. Um, now, forward time, like 
to me that makes sense like if you want to travel to the future it's literally just figuring out how to freeze yourself in time right like that's what he did in the time with time machine man great fucking book great fucking movie if you haven't watched the time machine with um guy pierce man <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of an oldie guy pierce um and fucking what's his name jeremy irons he's in it too plays a great bad guy but there's this like it's so good and you know who else is in it is fucking orlando jones the seven up yours guy <laughs> Remember i him? used to have that shirt and i got kicked out of school for it if you can believe that I, I wish i could get my mom on the i wonder if i can get my mom on the phone let me see if i can get my mom on the phone but, but um, go ahead, continue. What was I saying? Yeah, Time Machine. If you watch Time Machine, great fucking movie. But that's what happens to him is he goes forward like it's like eight hundred thousand years into the future. Like that's like what I would do if I had a time machine. I'd go as far into the future just to see like what happens to us. You know, eight hundred thousand. But it's not because he chooses. We got. Do we have uh, live via? Do we have Patricia Miller live via? Hold on. Let's see if she answers. Is she coming on? Ring. She's gonna um, screen you. Oh, she's gonna she's screen so bad. She's screening. I know she's not doing that. You're getting screened. I think so. Oh, I'll call him tomorrow. You know I'm gonna call her husband. <laughs> You're like, where's she at? That's it. I'm calling her husband. She's getting the calling her out. But yeah, time machine, and I don't like the idea that like there's like I have no, like I can't control anything. I hate that idea. My biggest like, um, the thing I hate most in life is not being able to control things. I hate chaos. Did you get through? No. You know what? And I'm, I'm not gonna disagree with you here. What I'm gonna say. Oh, hold on. Oh, um, the predestination thing is actually dealt with on the uh, in that book that eleven twenty two sixty three. It's not that he can't get or he can't beat time. It's that it just takes a lot of effort. What yeah. he does is um, he ends up like at one point he. Gosh, I wish she would have answered. It would have been way funnier if she would have answered. Anyways, maybe if she calls back, I'll put her on. But in eleven twenty two sixty three, it's not that he can't do it; he can't change the outcome, which is obviously. I mean, he obviously yeah. can, but it just becomes very difficult. Like time pushes back, and my my term, my use of like Dave's uh, thing, like who are you? You're just a person, or whatever. You need to look yeah. at yourself more objectively than that. Um, that was more related to like, why would I sell my soul to a demon? Like, why would yeah, they yeah, even yeah. want my That's soul? Right. Because I'm yeah. like, I'm nobody or whatever. Um, but like, he does <laughs> defeat the universe like multiple yeah. times. Like, and, and I like to think it. that my soul is pretty valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I think if a demon wanted to bargain for my soul, I'd have a big chip. I'd be like, look, dude. I know I'm crucial. I know I'm crucial in some way. To be fair, and I would agree with you. And I didn't change. I didn't change. I hope that you are. I I do, and I do believe that you are. In my universe, V, you are a large part of it. Um, I will say that. Uh, But you got to remember, like, um, to for me, when I'm thinking of myself, I'm like, well, what impact am I actually having on the universe? Whereas, like. You know, what's that saying that they say to 
to the world you're just somebody to somebody you're the world like that's right. kind of the that's way a good saying yeah and, yeah, and that's, that's kind of the way i see you is i'm like i know that you're destined for great things whereas i myself i'm like i have certain expectations of myself and i don't and i don't see myself becoming a household name for me I expect mm -hmm. you to become the household name, which is what I've been saying since the beginning. Yeah, I've been sitting right. here sucking your dick off like, well, <laughs> v, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to see your name up on the screen. That's what I want. I want to see yeah. your name on the screen, Paul Villalobos. And, and I want to be the guy who's like, I know that guy. And, and like, it means nothing to the guy next to me. But like, I want to be like, I know that guy. And I believed in him since fucking day one, because he and I used to do some funny shit on YouTube. And I knew that he would go and make it great. And, and, but like me, myself, I'm like, well, if I want something bad enough, like if I want something to, if I want to go back in time and I want something bad enough, you know, damn well, good and well, I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. But at the same time, I recognize that the universe is bigger than I am. And I know that I'm going to have to put up a fight. Okay, to, so this brings up happen. a really good question. I think I figured out the best question for us to end on here. Okay, here it is. And this, is, this might be a tough one for you, but it doesn't have to be like anything super significant. If you could go back in time and change one thing in your life, what would you change? Like you could, like you could pull a Marty McFly, and like you could, you know, it doesn't have to be your life. You could even go back and like change your parents' lives or anything. If you could go back in time and just adjust one thing, what would it be? Is that I, a tough one? <laughs> that is a tough one. It is a tough one because I like where I, I love where I'm at. I love right. my wife and my kids right, and right. my house and I, I have a lot of great I have the best friends that I could ask for I have the best um, I have uh, I mean it doesn't I have to be you know what you, you know what I wouldn't go that far back I would go back to 2017 when we started this show because I think everything played out the way I wanted it to I can let me do two. Let me do two, okay? All right. Um, no, I'm going to take that. I was going to say one of them was going to be I would say that I would have lied to the doctor about staying in the army because that's how I got <laughs> kicked out of the army was was I I told the truth to the doctor. I was like, well, these are my problems that I have because I didn't want to lie to him, and I decided right. to tell the truth and be like, hey, I, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I have migraines i have uh depression depression anxiety i was diagnosed with ptsd by a counselor and i was uh you know i have um degenerative disc disease right and i take all these right. medications for it yeah, i yeah, was yeah. honest with him and and he subsequently initiated three fit for duties which ended up getting me kicked out of the army not, not kicked out but medically retired um i could have i could still be in the army right now if not for that um i was gonna say that would be one but at the same time, I like where I'm at right now. I'm very happy with where I'm at. The The thing that I would change is I would change when I started taking this show seriously and when I introduced um, this video format on YouTube mm -hmm. to YouTube. That's what I would have changed. Is I would have, like in 2017, rather than sticking with a podcast format... Right. I would have gone straight to a YouTube OBS or Streamlabs OBS format where we were immediately on YouTube. And I would have pushed it harder because I would have said, we have like 
and I'm not going to, I guess I'm going to a little bit suck the dick of everybody in the audience here. Real quick. <laughs> suck I would say dicks. we have a really loyal audience and this is something we that, do. I, that yeah, I talk about do. often off the air is yeah. we have like the most loyal audience and it's not like a huge audience, but I'm happy with it. Um, but if I would have taken it more seriously in the beginning who knows where we'd be right now? And I feel like we'd be a lot further, and we would have certainly we'd probably be at like episode 100 by now if we would have taken it more seriously and done straight to the uh, 150. And frankly, I would have brought you on sooner because we I, I know we brought you on in like episode four, and you were like like an occasional guest, or yeah. I'm sorry, episode five, and you were an occasional guest. I think I would have brought you on sooner because looking back now, and the amount of um, as funny as we've been. I wouldn't have gotten rid of Dustin because I think Dustin was an integral, integral part of the show, <laughs> but I think I would have brought you into the episodes <laughs> more frequently. Uh, and, and I think I would have left you, I, I would have done that. This is my recommendation that I would have made to young 2017 Tom. What about you? Right. What's your story? Um, what would I change if I had time travel? Um, you know what I here's I do what my dad always says. You know, he always says Looper's his favorite movie because the guy goes back in time to kick his own ass. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd go back to like when I was in high school and like when I was like fifteen years old and like I started smoking weed and like skateboarding and like that was all that there was to me. I would go back in time and I would slap that shit out of my hand and go, What are you fucking doing? Stay in school, get your fucking education on point, and do what you're supposed to do so that you can like live a better life in the future. Cause this shit, dude, <laughs> this does nothing for you at all. I, I probably would go back in time and slap my ass around. Like all my time that I I wasted like doing dumb shit like it's so like man and that's my biggest regret is that i wasted so much time in my life like i didn't do like like here i am now like older you know like like 30 you know late 30s <laughs> late 30s and i'm like going man i've got like fucking maybe a good another 40 years years left in me you know so i've got to before I enlisted, I went to the Art Institute in California. That's when I first really started studying film, is I got this, like, um, I got, uh, what is it called, um, when you get approved to go to the school? What is that called? Accepted? Accepted. I don't know why. I could... <laughs> this is like last night when I couldn't think of the word for loyalty. What's that thing, like, when SpongeBob? <laughs> for for the record, anybody to, who's anybody who's listening. To the Art Institute. Last night, V and I were talking, and and I said, I appreciate your dot dot dot. What's the word that I'm looking for? Like when uh, Stephen Hillenberg said that he didn't want anybody to make a spinoff of SpongeBob, and then as soon as he died, they made a fucking spinoff of SpongeBob, and V's like, "You're you mean loyalty?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's the word." I don't know. That's that's what V just went through just now. So I'm glad it was documented. <laughs> So I get accepted into the Art Institute before I enlisted in, enlisted into the, in the Army. army, And, like, if I would have just stayed there and, like, because I, because I, it was, like, for for film, I got accepted for film. And, like, not at all, like, for, like, so focused on this dumb broad who was, like, a total whore anyway. Like, like, looking back, like, why was I even with her? Like, if I could go back and go, look, dude, this chick is a whore, stop smoking weed, and fucking go go to school 
because that's what you're good at. Like the worst part of part about my about my life is that like it didn't occur to me that I was good at what I'm good at until like too too late. Like like well, I don't want to say too late either, right? Like when I was younger, I was good at writing and like I understood film to the film to this extent, but I didn't I didn't know that's what I should be doing. And I, I like went through life where I was going, what to be, you know, like what am I what am I good at? And and like a like even and even ended up going through the military like this is what I'll do now and like never really having like a job job that like feel like, like this weird shit even cell phones I worked at a cell phone kiosk at one point but all but all this dumb shit that I that I did and I could have just filmed from the beginning and man like I look back and I go you knew you idiot you knew you were good at at this shit you knew you were good at writing you knew why didn't you just fucking hone on hone on, on zone in on that and and just focus focus on that and it wasn't until like i got it like after the army that i was like you know what i'm pretty good at this writing stuff and i know film well and i understand it and you know then i went to some school and started really getting to know it well and going oh yeah it turns out this is what i know i should have been doing that from the beginning <laughs> that's my only regret in life is not starting earlier Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhadmeatbigfoot.com.